Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What it do? Realest podcast ever. We back. It's your boy C Diddy. I don't know what the fuck going on. I think I need to redo that. My energy was bad. What up, what up? It's your boy C. Diddy. We back, man. Rose Podcast ever, episode 208. We back at the Fantasy Factory, smoking hookah, shooting the shit, man. Um, Dan's hookah is always perfect. Yeah, I'm here with my guys doing our thing, man. Dan has a mic today. I'm back. He's back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I was being lazy, you know what I'm saying? Dan's back. I'm going to just leave his mic here. That way I ain't got to bring it back up and down the steps. Yeah, it makes sense. That makes all the sense in the world. Um, because anytime we need the other mics, we never have. We'll be with him anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> so don't don't even matter. But uh, yeah, we here, man. Uh, Fourth of July weekend, working on a weekend, working on a holiday as usual. You know, we haven't really uh, you know, missed no weeks, man. You know, despite everything else we had going on and trying to do and all of that. And for that, I'm proud of us. I'm gonna give us some round of applause through the tour, through tour changes, through. Patreon migrations and integrations and all of that. Uh, we, you know, we, we stand pat and we still do what we need to do, man. Uh, shout out Tyron Barnes. Um, that interview is out right now. Impact and it's out on YouTube right now. Go check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, phenomenal interview, man. And uh, that's our first episode on our T- TRPE sports platform that we're introducing. Um, you know, just not just talking about sports. Like, it's not sports center. But it's like sports-centered uh, stories and people that, you know, come from that world and, um, you know, either are still in it or around it and, uh, you know, making waves, man. And we want to highlight those stories as well. So we created another platform in order to do so. And so far, man, the response has been phenomenal. Thank you all for all of the feedback, um, you know, all of the long, long thank you messages and everything you all have sent us. Y'all have sent Tyron, man. Um you know, it's been dope, man. And I just love how whenever we introduce something new, <clears throat> y'all are uh, receptive to it and open to it. And, uh, you know, y'all vibe with us and y'all, you know, use us as a trusted source in order to, you know, get y'all through your work weeks, provide information and tell these, uh, you know, these amazing stories that all these different people have, man. And uh, that's pretty much what it is. How y'all gentlemen doing? Uh, uh, I'm uh, sober, finally. Yeah, Dan's sober. I've been yeah. sober though. Yeah, Dan was down yesterday. He was. We was like, uh, he was recording schedule. Whatever. Dan was like, not today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing sunglasses in the house. <laughs> in the crib. Yeah. There's too much sun coming through here, even though the shades is draw. Yeah. But uh, you know, we we worked through all of that, man, and we uh, you know, we still made it. We got. Oh, I, I got another shout out because we didn't do it on the actual live feed. The office. Shout out to the office. We man. talked about it on the Patreon. A lot of claps going on. Shout out to them, man. Good brothers. Uh, uh, Nasir, Shizzy, Lynn. Is Lynn Lynn? Is that his real name? Cullen. Cullen. All right. I knew it wasn't Lynnzel. Ain't nobody <laughs> that freaky. Yeah. All right. Uh, who else is over there? Sean. I said Shizzy. Feet. Feet. Who else? Sticks. Sticks. There you go. Yeah. Shout out to them, man. They had an amazing live show last week with them brothers, man. Um, it was excellent. We sold out. Uh, 
Canadian Factory in Brooklyn, which we actually found out after the show that they're closing in yeah. August. So it was dope to, uh, you know, be able to make our mark and do our thing over there before they, uh, you know, they close their doors. Um, it's a legendary venue. A lot of people have played over there. You know, they got a full complex, bunch of different rooms and stuff. So shout out to uh, the Knitting Factory. Uh, you know, shout out to our tour manager, uh, Veli, who, uh, you know, helped us throughout the process, you know, in booking a lot of these venues, using his relationships from the music world in order to, uh, you know, facilitate our first tour. And I was telling him, I was like, bruh, no more tour. I was like, it's so much this and that. He was like, nah, it's like, that's how it is your first time out. But, you know, you get used to it. So I think, um, you know, going forward, you know, obviously, you know, the live show is a big part of the experience and the crux of uh, enjoying this podcast. And it's like a celebratory moment for us and for the audience to come together, do some dope shit, you know, connect, whatever. <clears throat> you know, people are meeting each other through our live shows and stuff like that. So that's been uh, phenomenal. I don't know what the heck is going on with that. Uh, that's, so that's been, uh, you know, that's been dope, man. So I think going forward, maybe not so much like a full-blown tour as like we'll do spot dates and one-offs like in various places uh, that people want to see us, man. Um, in recent weeks, our listenership has blown up in like the South. Like Alabama, Mississippi, uh, uh, Missouri, which is like Midwest slash South or whatever like that. But uh, shout out to any new listeners out there that just recently got turned on to the podcast through whatever means you got turned on to it. Uh, we appreciate you, man. Walk with us on this journey. Um, if y'all not familiar with our Patreon content, we have a lot of it on our main feed, so y'all could go back check out some of the uh, Patreon Probably content. Probably just got Wi-Fi, that. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So y'all could go through, uh, you know, some of the Patreon previews, the short form and the long form ones that we got, uh, you know, on the feed. Y'all could check those out. Um, get a get familiar with our Patreon, and if y'all like it, go through, uh, sign up, uh, Patreon.com/slash/officialtrp. Let's discuss Patreon. Yes, we have Let's to. Let's do that. Because uh... yeah. it's, been, it's been different the last few days. Yeah. So we announced over the last two months right. that we were upgrading the tiers. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make it a clean, even break. So literally middle of the year, which July signifies the middle of the year because it's 7th to the 12th month. So middle of the year, we migrated all of the tiers upward on uh, Patreon, which are going to give everybody more access, more content, uh, and specifically on, like, the VIP tier, which is our top tier, um, give people uh, the ability to literally just at any given time give us topical stuff, mm -hmm. content, and things like that that y'all want to hear about because we want to make the user experience better. Now, even though we've announced it, put posts up, talked about it on the show, et cetera, I didn't necessarily give people the technical way in order to do this, which was a mistake. Right, because you were kind of where I was at, where it was just like these old tiers were going to just disintegrate, mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you would have the new tiers. But what happened is if you were on the 2021, which was the VIP tier, that tier is gone, so it turns you into just a donation. Right. So now you're not actually on a tier. Yeah, you're just here. You're just around. <laughs> you're just existing. You're just a guy. <clears throat> what you saying, Jack? Jack. You're just a guy. You have to go in, you go to my memberships, go to edit membership. It's a little pencil. Mm -hmm. You go to my memberships, and then you click what tier you want to do, with Ultra VIP. So a lot of people were, they, they send out the money for the VIP normally, but weren't yeah. getting the content. So people right. don't even know. It's like shows that, because it's under the Ultra VIP Correct. tier. And I've gone back and edited the tiers to where now it reflects the new tiers, right. where 
you migrate and you don't lose none of the past hundred plus hundred and thirteen or whatever plus episodes. So we've made the internal change, but we didn't necessarily tell y'all how to get where y'all going. Right. So like I got I got an earful from Kev yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so like Matt said, I'm like, nigga, I'm, I'm eating right now. <laughs> <laughs> so like Matt said, you want to log into Patreon. You want to hit the account tab. Right. You want to go to manage membership and then edit your pledge. It should be a drop down menu that allows you to select if you want to go up and up in tier, down in tier, whatever the case may be. The new three new tiers are there, which are the 2022 donation, the uh, Nation Reloaded tier, which is the middle tier, and then the uh, Ultra VIP tier, because now we're offering 10 additional shows a month, um, two of which are user-generated content or whatever like that, um, you know, on the Patreon, and then, you know, just trying to get back to giving y'all more resources, more credit information, um, and just kind of like, you know, pulling y'all coat to different trends and stuff like that that we see and just making the Patreon that much more impactful to where it's like, it's not just us talking at y'all. It's, uh, you know, us kind of like collectively having a conversation <clears throat> because it's stuff that y'all care about, too. So that's that. So if you haven't migrated your tier yet, today is July 4th. Go in. Follow the instructions I just said, which is log into Patreon, hit the account tab, manage membership, edit pledge. Select your new membership so that you can get all the back content and then all of the new content that we're putting out going forward. Because people literally were like, yo, y'all ain't put an episode out in like a week and a half. And I'm like, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. Our bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's wrong. So, uh, yeah, so do that. So all of the, you know, if you've already been charged for the month, all it'll do is charge you the difference. If you've already paid for a yearly membership, depending upon when you did your yearly membership, it will credit you for what you haven't used yet for the remainder of your yearly membership. Um, so, you know, most of the people that I've seen were, you know, mi- migrated to the yearly membership around like March or April once we started offering that. And then also for the yearly memberships, we we're offering a larger discount than we were before. So before it was like 11%. Now I think it's like 13 or 14%. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Off for the yearly membership to try to offset some of that cost while still giving y'all that additional um, benefit and the value of getting all this extra content going forward. So is that everything Patreon related? Uh, please sign up for the Patreon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's add that. Please. Yeah, there's roughly um, what I noticed in you know throughout this whole process is that um, you know there's roughly probably 700 accounts on our Patreon right, right. now. Not all of which are active. So mm-hmm. when y'all go on Patreon and y'all see the number or whatever, that's active accounts, people that literally are paid up or whatever for that month. So some people, you know, migrate off of the Patreon. Some people don't migrate off. They just pause their membership or whatever, which you also can do. Pause their membership or what have you. Um, and then some people just don't have money in that account, so it blocks you off. So whenever mm-hmm. you put put money back on that particular account that you signed up with, it'll let you back in, um, you know, but overall... Um, you know, the response to our Patreon in a year and a half or whatever that we had it has been phenomenal. We've had tremendous growth. Um, we're still, once we, you know, lock in at that 500 and stay there, we're still going to give away $1,000. Once we hit 1,000 Patreons, we're still going to give away $5,000. So we just still have different stuff in place that we're going to do, um, you know, to give back to the audience, you know, when and if, um, you know, these benchmarks get reached. So tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, you know, I know people that got two, three, Patreon account, shout out, you know, Rich Philly, the boss, 
Um, you know, a couple other people, um, you know, have multiple accounts, people that have yearly accounts. If you have a yearly account, be uh, on the lookout for merch coming to you. If you've already provided me with, you know, your address and your sizes and all that, be on the lookout for a merch package coming to you um, pretty much any day now, um, <clears throat> as those have, you know, already been sent out. So I think that's pretty much everything uh, Patreon related. And um, we're going to be also on and on Patreon, we're going to be doing more video generated content and a lot of these newer interviews are going to be going directly to patreon not like oh it's going to go to patreon for a week and then we're going to put it on the main feed like this is going to be specific stuff that's for patreon only so we're stepping up um, our collective game on that and part of the reason why we wanted to just get through this tour and get it over with is so that we can just focus on being the best content creators that we can and just keep pumping this content out to where you're getting you know, three, four, five pieces of content um, from TRPE every single week between the various platforms. Bingo. So that's that. Uh, again, shout out to the listenership. Numbers overall been going up on the main feed, so shout out to that. Keep sharing, keep spreading the movement, and then um, our social media numbers have been outrageous. cracking, have been outrageous, yeah. have been cracking, man. We got a piece of media right now on TikTok that has catapulted us from being non-existent on TikTok to where I was out Friday night and uh, V, who's now the new manager of Space, shout out my guy V, who used to manage Roar and Mirage, where uh, he was like, yo, I'm Indian and I'm seeing y'all shit. Yeah. Like, he's like, so yeah, y'all are like big viral on TikTok. I think that John is at like 193,000 yeah. plays or something like that right it's now. It's closing like, in on 200K. Yeah, it's going absolute crazy and it's boosted all of our you know, other videos and all of that. There's going to be some more TikTok-generated stuff uh, popping up on there pretty much probably today. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, like our clips from the Tyron Barnes interview, different stuff <laughs> like that. And then some older clips that we had that didn't necessarily get the like that they deserve. We're going to be putting those on TikTok also. So mm -hmm. be on the lookout for all of that. Uh, How are you feeling? Um, Not bad, man. Like, this has been, uh, you know, I was saying the other day, I was having a, convers a bunch of conversations with a bunch of people Recently, and I was just saying, like, yo, I just really feel, um, you know, more at peace right now um, than I have in a long time. And even through, like, you know, various life stuff, trials and tribulations, trying to start a new business, right. trying to continue to scale this business, uh, you know, putting all my ducks in a row to be able to, you know, move to Miami um, in the fall and all of that. I'm just so locked in just on my purpose and just not distracted. I've been looking at, like, spots yeah. the last two weeks, and it's just like, I got, like, a list of Jones where yeah. it's just like, yeah, no. Nah, so it's like, so I'm just so locked in and on my purpose that I'm just like, yo, I'm just at peace, and I'm just refusing to let anything disturb what I'm trying to do. So, you know, if I curse you out in the last uh, month or so, you deserved it <laughs> because <laughs> you're trying to disturb my peace or bring some nonsense into my life. But I still love you nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, I'm just like I'm, I just feel like I'm a man on a mission right now. And I'm just like, you know, really working really hard and uh, busting my ass to try to, you know, make sure that I'm doing my part Um you know, and contributing to everything that we're collectively trying to do. And then, like, my individual goals as well. So I'm great. I'm, I'm in a very good space right now, man. Uh, Roly prices are dropping. Shout out to that. Yeah. AP prices is dropping. What'd you say? Sad. Celebrate. <laughs> good times. Come on. Like, yo, real shit. So, you know, everything. Life is good, man. You know what I'm saying? Anybody out there? People been hitting me up recently asking about, like, watches and stuff. If you're trying to buy a watch, wait till September. Everything's yeah. going to be on sale. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, another shout out, man. Shout out Dunbar and, and Kev, man. They're, they're good guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, 
Lee the other day was like, I, I really enjoy your, your your circle of people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was like, Dan is fucking hilarious and cool <laughs> as shit. Dunbar, like, it's just, you know, it's good to be in a space, like you said, where it's like doing what need be done. Right. You know, living purposefully, enjoying the things that you have going on. You know, it's just, it's a cool spot to be in. You know, I just think that, uh, you know, when you reach the point in this simulation where you are like really driven and really focused, um, you know, opportunities beget other opportunities. We exactly. were just talking about how, you know, potentially we got another business in the Carolinas that we might be in position to be. Shout able out to Jules. Yeah, shout out to Jules for that. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like because everybody's locked in on like trying to you know, do shit and, you know, create economies and, and yeah, businesses. And it's and just, I, I thought it was crazy that it's like Jules is dealing with some shit and still has enough wherewithal to be like, yo, I got another play for right. you. know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, shout out to bro. Um, we're going to start on a low note. Yes, we are. You know. Um, the, the, the first inaugural um, fucking up the bag award. Ra said he wants to do a fuck my life up museum where he just does like exhibits right based off of people who just destroyed shit and did shit terribly and you know he's like I want to do that for the kids man you know what I'm saying like, like so, don't do this shit. yeah like come in here for an hour and it's free yeah <laughs> come in here for an hour and just look at how motherfuckers went the wrong way about the right shit yeah. and um me and Jules had like an hour long conversation yo where I was telling him about specifically Ja Morant and Miles Bridges yeah. with a lot of the nonsense that the two of them have been on in the last, you know, five to six months where it's just like, it goes back to what Kev was saying on the uh, Patreon episode about the rules of engagement for black men. Like us as black men, it's like, no matter what is going on, there's like this path of trial and tribulation that you like put yourself in and go. And it just, we will revert back to dumb shit like all else fails. And, and I, I think what it is, is a lot of people, especially nowadays, don't really like perfect example. You know how you your your Twitter's kept getting deleted. Right. Mm -hmm. So now you're in the, like the weird, peculiar spot where it's like, can't nobody go back and pull up any old, terrible tweets because they don't exist. The pages are literally just gone. We don't live nowadays the way we lived back in the day. Absolutely not. You know, like Rashid Wallace. Rashid Wallace is now an assistant coach with the Lakers. Got a street named after him. You see what I'm saying? Rashid Wallace is a legend. He's Is he in the Hall of Fame yet? Hall of Fame. He, he, he should be if he's not. Yeah. He most likely is going to be. Let me look and just to make sure. But it's like Rashid Wallace and Damon Stoudemire had a perception of being ridiculous niggas when they was in Portland. They were called the jailblazers. That's what they were. <laughs> Allen Iverson is a fucking legend. Allen Iverson got into nonsense all the time. Yes. That situation with his wife, you cannot do that shit now. Allen Iverson got kicked out of Fridays. <laughs> it's a chain restaurant. See what I'm saying? You can't come here anymore because you create too much raucous for our clientele and our fan base. And we have families here trying to enjoy their, uh, their, their uh, triple play or whatever the fuck is the appetizer, uh, Joe. You can't come here anymore. All right, cool. I'm going across the street to hula hands. Going to hula hands and do the same, <laughs> do the fuck same shit. shit. Get kicked out of there. You know, and I, I just look at it where it's like this Miles Bridges news, it, it's like you could see it coming. Yes. You could see the writings on the wall. And that's what I was trying to explain to Jules a couple weeks ago. And it's funny, I was saying this shit a couple weeks ago. It's like when you start doing this dumbass shit, it doesn't get better. Yeah, like it, it gets worse. It, it gets worse. Yeah. And then sure enough, we had this issue, uh, this, um, 
situation pop up this week. Sheed isn't in the Hall of Fame yet. Not yet? Not right. yet. Well, we got to get Sheed in the Hall of Fame. We got him in the street. We got to get him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But it's like, looking at Miles Bridges' trajectory the last six months or so, it's like, all right, your first mistake was you put a mixtape out. That was your first mistake. And that's usually the beginning of these of these athletes' downfall. It's like, other than Dane, it's like, who's done it responsibly? Because he's just doing it as a hobby. He's not trying to, like, be a rap sensation. Right. So it's right. like, and he raps better than all of y'all, by the way. That, 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 that's that's not forget. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Let's not forget that part. Uh, Dame is a phenomenal rapper, but he's, you know, he's just chilling. He's in Portland. He's in Oakland. He's taking care of his family. He's getting his paper. Mind his goddamn business. Probably going to the Nike store two times a week. (laughs) That's about it. Ain't much to do with Portland. Right. He's chilling. So with that being said, it's like, all right, so first thing you did, you put a mixtape out. The second thing you did was you signed a record deal with Sada Baby. So that was the the second mistake that you made. Your third mistake was... You posted a cup of lean with a joint, which I forgot about the joint because the lean itself was so jarring. Right. I forgot you had the pre-roll right there next to it. Right. And then you said it was pink lemonade. So that was bad. And then the fourth joint, which is the worst of all of them, because like you said, rarely does this stuff get better. You allegedly, we have to say allegedly because we weren't there. We don't right. know. But the allegation is so bad that it doesn't matter if you did it or not at this point because it's like, why are you involved in this? Right. The, f- the fourth thing that you did is allegedly you ragged out and assaulted your 110-pound baby mom to the point where she was like, yeah, I'm going to the media with this. Right. Yeah, I'm going to the police with this. And now you have formally been charged with felony battery in um, you know the, the city of Los Angeles, state of California, and then all of this took place literally two days before the opening of free agency, oh. where you were eligible for a five-year, $173 million rookie max extension with the Hornets, who were clearing out cap space and trying to figure out who the fuck we getting rid of in order to pay your ass. Right. And guess what? Michael Jordan don't pay nobody. Yeah. So for him to say, nah, that's my youngin, I'm going to do right by him and make sure, you know, you became an integral part of our offense. You and Melo is together as electric. I'm going to make sure that you get you get paid, young I brother. had a viral John from a couple of years ago when Kimba was there. And uh, remember, they got rid of Kimba. Yeah. And I had, it was Jordan sitting there talking with a white guy, like laughing, smoking cigars. And it was like, Kimba told me he deserves a max contract. I, I said, the only max you niggas deserve is a super max. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, yeah, like Jordan was about to give you a max, dog. Yes. A max. Because that's how much money is in the NBA now. Right. The The NBA is just just, different. It just prints money. And I said this on Patreon, I believe, last week. The league is about to have an influx of another 30 to $40 billion Mm -hmm. in the next three seasons between, one, the two expansion teams at an average price of about four and a half to five billion apiece. So you got the two franchise teams, the one in in, uh, Seattle, shout out to the Supersonics, and then the one in Vegas. And then the new TV money is about to get renewed where basketball, right now, you know you got basketball on like three days a week. Mm -hmm. This shit about to be on nine days a week. Oh, oh. Because that's how big a business it is, and it's an international game. It's the only sport other than soccer that is a truly international game where you have people in China and Lithuania and the Emirates and all of that shit that want to see basketball Mm -hmm. because it's a beautiful game. 
and it's been regulated in such in a way where all the beauty has been displayed of the game as far as the fundamentals, the shooting, the passing, uh, finishing at the rim and all of that shit. It's so much more of a free-flowing game than it was in the 90s that everybody wants to see it. And you decide on the eve of free agency, I'm knocking this bitch head between the refrigerator and the toaster. You're bugging. Yeah, when I... when. You know, you try to look at things like the devil's advocate, like looking yeah. at it from both both sides, and it's just like you you want to say because we, we we're all motivated by money, and sometimes like you know, money is the root of evil. Like money keeps people in certain spots, and you want it. When I first saw it, my initial thought is like, damn, why would she drop this? Like. That day, like yeah. two, like the, like literally, like we talking about like 29 hours before the free agency shit opened. And, you know, the Hornets were already going to offer him, send him to qualify an offer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I saw the pictures. Then I saw the shit with her son. And I'm just like, well, their son. And I'm just like, damn. Yeah, some situations you can't even play devil's advocate because yeah. it makes you look like an asshole. It makes you look like a fucking idiot. And you know, she bruises all over, a broken nose. You know, she I told she got a joint up under her underarm. Yeah. That's the like they like, you know, my grandpa taught me this. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the mob. That's yeah. the mob joint. Yeah, yeah. You beat them with phone books. Hang you up with the slab of meat. Yeah. You punch you under the arm and shit. And, and it's just like, God damn, Miles. Like, like. Yeah, Bad job. Like, this is a terrible job. Like, the last thing you want to be booked for in 2022 with the way the world is working now is felony domestic abuse. There's yep. only one thing worse than that, and that's some hate crime towards a trans or a gay shit. Yep. Like, but for you to be booked for felony domestic abuse the same week free agency opens when you up for a fucking max... It ain't even like you got paid last year, and it's like, all right, well, we'll figure it out, whatever, yeah. whatever. Now they're trying to find a way to void your contract, and they gonna have to go through the CBA and the lawyers and this and this. No, you didn't get paid yet. And it was like every day it just got worse. I see the videos. I see the pictures. I'm like, damn. Then it's like, uh, what was the Jones? He actually got charged. Felony domestic abuse. I'm like, that ain't good. Then the next day, yesterday, Hornets pulled qualifying offer. You were unrestricted yeah, for you. figure agent. it out. Figure it out. All that shit with Mello, y'all. Yeah, like, yeah, you gotta figure it yeah, out. And, and it's not, it's not the nineties. It's not, it's not the no. early two thousands even, where it's like you're afforded the benefit of the doubt. We just seen Deshaun Jackson go through this shit where an allegation is the same as being convicted, and it's like you know, in his case, he got sixty six allegations against him, but of the twenty four that were presented for criminal, um, you know, charges or whatever, it didn't. It didn't meet the... Deshaun the, Watson. Deshaun Watson, I'm sorry. Jackson. Deshaun Watson. I'm sorry, sorry, DJ. Uh, but yeah, it didn't... But even DJ, he went through the, the allegation. Remember the whole gang shit? And it's just like, yeah, you a gang member. He's like, that's young Chris. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, like allegation is just as damning nowadays. Yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially the same. You know what I'm saying? Because they going to cover the allegation. They not going to cover the exoneration. No. They, they didn't do it with Deshaun Watson. It was just like... 24 women criminally charged and blah, 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 goes to the grand jury, gets dismissed, and it was like a liner note. It was like some little small fucking blog out of, like, Houston broke that story, and then it got a little bit of traction from there, and then it was like... 
I think it's crazy that in the midst of that, Deshaun Watson still got a fully guaranteed two hundred million dollar contract. That was nuts. Yeah, you know what I mean. Cleveland Browns. He he, he told the Cleveland Browns, "I do not want to come there." Then he said, "We'll fully guarantee everything." He said, "Hold on one second. Yeah. Let, me call, let me get my agent on." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we see what LeBron. LeBron said there's some good breakfast places out there. <laughs> like, real shit. Uh, DJ Steph Floss. I've heard good things about him. <laughs> Yo, but yeah, man, Miles Bridges. Uh, He's going in the Fuck My Life Hall of Fame. Him, him, and J- Ja. Josh shit is more like a nuisance. A nuisance. Bingo. That's a perfect word for it. It's just him being a nuisance. He's yeah. not like criminal. Yeah. Like once you make the, the crossover into criminal, yeah. you're tripping. And I've talked about this on the show months ago where I was saying like, yo, young black men need to understand that you're not going to be afforded the same benefit of the doubt and the same luxuries as, you know, young men of other ethnicities in the event that you do some bullshit. And ultimately, like, you know, you're... You know, your pattern that starts off as, like, nuisance shit and mischief, once it leads into crime, they're going to fucking prosecute your ass. Like, it ain't going to be no, oh, well, maybe, well, how come, and this and this. If you did something, they're going to get to the bottom of it and figure out. And at the end of the day, NBA security, NFL security, is like the fucking mob. It's like the FBI. Like, Mm -hmm. they ain't guessing. Once they get to the bottom and run their own internal investigation, they're going to know exactly what you did, exactly who you was with, what time they're going to know everything. Because they got former fucking state police and private eyes and all of that shit running their security. Shout out my man Big Jack. He was doing, he still do security for the Washington Wizards. Like, for years, it's like, yo, if you did something, they know you did it. They not Mm -hmm. guessing. At that point, it's either like, all right, we're going to roll with you. If you are big enough of an asset where we're going to roll with you and try to squash it, or we just going to leave you hanging out to dry. And in this situation, the Hornets had no choice but to distance themselves from this nigga because, like you said, this is the second worst thing you could be charged with mm-hmm. in the world. Like, this is this is as bad as it gets, man. And it, and it just sucks that it's just like he didn't have the presence of mind to say, you know what, I'm not engaging in this. I'm not participating in this. I'm just going to remove myself. Domestic abuse is insane. Like, it's crazy. It, it just is. It's one of them things where it's just like. I, I like I tell I tell you all the time. I was in a situation where I had a, a knife pulled on me. Yeah. And I, I got out of that. Just, yo, like, I, I, I you know, I never once was like, I'm a body beat this bitch. I'm a cr-. like it just. So I, I just I personally don't understand it. You know, what I mean, I, I you know, I can't. Make no reason for it. I can't make no uh, no mulligan for the shit. It's just, it's one hundred percent uncalled for. You you draw it. And I, that's just it. Yeah, and I think at this point in the game, it's like you gotta put certain controls in place to protect these young men. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. From themselves. So where it's like, yo, you might need 24 7 security from the draft till the fucking free agency moratorium closes to where it's like, if you are gonna get into some dumb shit, you ain't gonna do it when your money on the line. You're gonna do it afterwards or whatever the fucking case may be because it's just like, I'm sure he had a whole team of niggas around him. That is literally waiting on this money to come through because they getting rollies and Hellcats. 
Yeah. And it's like at no point did any of them niggas be like, hey, yo, you shouldn't go there or you yeah. shouldn't do like however the situation started, it ended with you beating the shit out of this woman. And it's just like the whole path back in reverse doesn't matter at that point because you change the trajectory of the interaction. And you got to be responsible for yourself as a man. You got to be responsible for the people around you, but they also got to be responsible for you right. as well. And if they not going to get you out of doing some super stupid shit, it's like, why are these niggas around? They just smoking your weed up, drinking your lean up, fucking your leftovers, eating your, eating your leftovers. Yeah. And it's just like, you're going to get into some bullshit. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I don't know why that nigga did this damn, shit. Damn, that's crazy. That's Damn, that's crazy. That's all niggas yeah. got for you is damn, that's crazy. So we not getting, yeah. I'm not getting the Hellcat Durango? No, nigga. No. Now, you, now they trying to kick it with Mellow. You like, this mean? shit like, is it's all bad, man. And it's just like, yo, this is this is legendarily stupid shit. You just, let's put this in financial perspective. You just gave up 17.3% of a billion because you wanted to beat your baby mom up. You are an asshole. If I had 170... Yeah, 17% of a billion. If I had 173... If I had 7 or 3 million coming, ain't a nigga on earth or a woman on earth that's going to get me to whoop some ass. I'm not doing it. No. Absolutely not. No. I don't even care. I don't I care don't what you care. do. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. So, yeah, Miles my, my tripped out bad, man. It's like there's no excuses to be made for him. There's no, like, well, what, a, what if, like, there, there is none of that. Like, some shit is just like you Yo, shouldn't find yourself in $173 million. We over here trying to start a business, and we got a projection when you did the projections. We yeah. did it because we did an operating agreement and a business plan. It's like we just trying to make $2 million in a year. Yes. As a unit. As a, as a, as a, as a conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> you one nigga setting up to make 173 over the next five years. We talking about two million in a year. Dan already showed me the shit he buying. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so Dan, I'm going to get this condo first yeah, and then I'm going to upgrade. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to put the whole, whole wall of leaves. That way they can't see me from the other unit <laughs> on the balcony. <laughs> Dan the other day was like, I got to get the X7. I got to get the X7 M50. I'm like, have you seen the M60? He was like, no, I haven't. I showed him the new video. He's like, oh, she witness phone. <laughs> Delete M50, <laughs> added M60 to this shit. Put that in the notes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we talking about a couple mil as a as a unit. And, you know, I feel good about it. I feel great about it. It's like, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Like, me and Kev had, like, a conversation about, like, just, you know, trajectory of money in your life and this and the third. It's just like, dog, we... We all Southwest niggas, essentially. Me, you, Kev, Riles, Jules, like we all. And it's just like, dog, we don't get to places where people just have like millions of dollars at their disposal. So Hell it's no. like you and 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 you you know he's from Flint, Michigan. Yeah, like you from Flint, like Flint, the Michigan. The bottom of the bottom. The bottom of it. You know Floyd from Flint. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? No, Floyd from Grand Rapids, close to Flint. Like you from Flint, Michigan. You went to go. You go to Michigan State. You. He had an okay college career. I think okay he went, like, career. I want to say he went 10th or 11th in the draft. Yeah, he was a lottery pick. He was a lottery, lottery pick for sure. Pick. Yeah, late lottery pick. Uh, 11th, 12th, some shit like that. I, I can't think about it straight off the bat. Let me go back. Let me go like back. You, Let me go you back. You were disciplined enough to put the work in year over year to get better every year to where you became the focal point of the offense because LaMelo Ball is a real traditional point guard and a distributor. 
So it's like yeah, twelve pick. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you you became their focal point of the offense. You averaged twenty point seven points, like nine rebounds and three four assists, whatever the fuck this year. You had an amazing year. And me personally, I hate him on the court. I hate I I, I like I bet on him like four times every time. <laughs> Skunk I would you bet every him. Time. He, if I bet his over, he's under. If I bet his under, he's over. I bet him that he he had four straight games where he did not hit a three pointer. So you know I bet his under at two and a half. That nigga had five threes. <laughs> <at all. laughs> what the fuck? Oh, this wrong? nigga Matt Bat. Oh, Matt Bat. <laughs> right. And it's just like, you right. 17% of a billion damn dollars. And you a, you're, a, you're a young man. man. Guess what? He was going to get another one. Another one. As long as he do the same shit he was doing. He didn't have to get better. If you just no. do the same shit you was doing this year. For the next five years, you get another one of those at an annual raise. I think of like eight point six percent a year or some shit like that. I seen a nigga the other day. He was in the barbershop. He was going off about the the uh, the, the money with the NBA. Like, this yeah. shit don't make no sense. Like these young niggas, they just get this. They getting all this fucking money. Like I don't understand it. And it's just like I do. They play in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> applied to fucking U.S. Airways. <laughs> they, they didn't apply to that shit. Like the NBA is that like it's like being mad at a at a at a at a doctor who's a, a heart surgeon that yeah. only works on Tuesdays and makes two point mil two point four million dollars a year. It's like that's what the fuck he decided to do with himself. And and like that doctor, they forego a lot of those, these guys have foregone their childhood. They foregone their social life. They forego their teenage years because in this is why to, they have so many problems acclimating to regular fucking exactly, life. Because, once they, because they not regular people. Like no. they don't do regular people shit. They not just kicking it with the homies. When they are, they b- training for basketball, for tournaments, for AAU, right. for fucking college auditions and shit like that. Like. These these are the top of the top athletes in the world, and they're compensated based on their industry because the market will bear what it will bear. So if the market says every young nigga that fucking average over twenty points per game get a rookie max extension for one seventy three to two thirty one, that's the game. That's no what it no is. one's mad at Joe Rogan for getting ninety three million from Spotify. And it actually turned out it was double. Yeah, double. Yeah. <laughs> that was the reported. That was the guaranteed like, salary. There were benchmarks in there too that drove it up to two hundred and fifty million. Nobody's mad at Jay Z for getting five hundred million from uh the 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 uh, champagne the, yeah, the, uh, the Armand Brignac. Armand Like no one's mad at that because that's what the market fucking bear. Like this makes all the sense in the world. No one's mad at Cooper Cup for getting his money. No one's mad at Tiger Woods for making a billion dollars through all of his scandal and nonsense because I'm Tiger fucking... I'm not Rory fucking McElroy. I'm Tiger Woods. Yeah, I'm the reason why we're all here. Chris Rock has... You know Chris Rock has a fucking top 25 Billboard single. Chris Rock. We're in the song. He says, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. You imagine if he'd have been like... John Daly, y'all. John Daly. Like, it would have made no fucking sense. You know what I'm saying? So it's like certain people just, you know, you you command that. And that, you know, that's just real. It's like you in that arena, that's what the fuck it's going to be. That's John Wall. John Wall got bought out for his contract. He was supposed to get, what, $47 million or yeah. whatever it was? He said, you take 6.5 off 6. of that. 6.5 off. Goes to the fucking Clippers. You know what he signs for? 6.5 a year. <laughs> get off my brand, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, dog, you can't get mad at the market bearing. And that's from essentially like, you know, Houston's not a small market. I don't want to get it fucked up. But as far as in NBA terms, they are a small market because 
they haven't won since Harden. They haven't won shit since Harden left as far as, like, playoff appearances, games, et cetera, et cetera. So the right. revenue isn't pouring into the building. And Tillman Fertitta is one of the cheapest, notoriously one of the cheapest owners in the league, but he's still in a financial position to give a nigga 40.6 to go away. Yeah, leave me alone. I'm tired of seeing you even though yeah. I told you don't come to the facility. Right. Go away. Yeah. So now he's about to go to a fucking contender, a team that already was 10-11 deep, and now he might be starting over Reggie Jackson. Real shit. Real and he's only 31. Yeah. And it's just like Rock said the best was like, yo, I gave the Clippers future out on the fucking podcast. And it's just like, bruh, the Clippers got their point guard. Like, real shit. Look out. Which everybody's been saying they was missing the last two years. Yeah. I'm, I'm to the point where it's like, because I love John Wall so much and I like Kawhi a lot, I wouldn't even care if Paul George stupid ass won a championship this year. I wouldn't even care. I, I ain't going to hold you. I changed my, 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 my everything with Paul George once his leg came up. I liked them before that. Though. No, I'm just saying, like, that was my people kind of, like, gave Paul George a lot of, like, shit. Yeah. And I never really understood it because, like, yo, Paul George, when they was on that Pacer team, he was the catalyst. He like, Paul George and him, the game, he, he took Bron and D. Wade, like, into the deep waters yeah. almost by himself with fucking Lance Stevenson and, and Roy uh, Hibbert. Fucking <laughs> Hibbert. Real shit. So it's just like, yo, and then, you know, to go through what he went through and then his leg, his leg literally came off. Like, it detached. That joint was not on no more. And to go in and get that shit repaired and make his way back, and then you watched it this this past year where it's like... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Paul George came back to like pre-leg coming off mm-hmm. Paul George, and they just didn't have Kawhi. But it's like yeah. Paul George, he still has signs of like, yeah. That yeah. the funniest shit was the first game when Paul George came back. Ra has a theory that when high usage players come back off of injury. You want to go against them because they're high usage people. They're just not going to be in the flow of it. Yeah. So Paul George for that first game back, his over under was at 20 and a half. Rob was like, yeah, he's not getting 21 points tonight. His over under for threes that night was three threes. Rob was like, you can forget that. Paul George came out in that first half. He was one for 11 with fucking four points. And it's just like, man, I picked it. I think, did you have it done? We all had it. It was like, man, it's a beautiful pick. Paul George hit six threes in that second <laughs> half and finished with 35. <laughs> I, I, Rod, I go to text Rod. That shit was like notifications turned off. <laughs> I called his house. He answered the phone. was like, man, leave me the fuck alone. I was wrong. What the fuck you want? <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, man, like Paul George really came back. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, no, I fucked with Paul George. So it's like, yeah, they got John Wall. And it's just like, let's do this real quick. The NBA this year is going to be insane. It's going to be nuts. This free agency shit is crazy, yeah. dog. It's insane, yo. To Everybody get stacking up. Everybody. Yo, it's, it almost feels like it's more players in right. the league. It's like, is it more than 450? <laughs> where the fuck did all these niggas come from? Let's start at the top. Kevin Durant. KD won out. KD, in my opinion, I don't have the, all the answers, but in my opinion, when I do a top 10, I got KD around seventh or eighth all time. 
I think he's that good. I think Kevin Durant is really one of the top 10 best players. I agree. I personally, you know, and it, this is even including, like, Jordan and them. Oh, Kobe. yeah. I, like, get Larry Bird out of here. Get Bill Russell out of here. Like, it, it's like I've, I've never seen a guy Listen. at seven foot bring the fucking, get the defense, fucking play stellar defense, block the fucking shot, take the ball, bring the ball up, shoot a 35 foot three, come back, do the same shit again, come back to the 37 foot three. Like, like he's Kev- unreal. Kevin Durant, the basketball court is what, 94 feet? Yeah. Kevin Durant at, I'm going to say half court. I'm going to go there. I'm going to say at 47 feet, he instantly becomes unguardable. Yeah, he's Like, right. if he crosses the half court, there's really not much you can do. He just has to miss. Yeah. That's what it is. You saw it in the finals against the Raptors. He out there on one leg just doing whatever he wanted you to do You saw it against the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals, dog, where it was just like, Kate, like Rob said it, like, yo, that was the scariest moment of my life. Rob was like, I'm sitting there courtside next to fucking Travis Scott and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. Rob's like, I'm sitting there. Rob like, yo, I, I got $35,000 on this fucking game. Rob like, I got the bucks in this shit for 35 racks, dog. He's like, when KD hit that shot, he said, oh, my God. And they went and, you know, reviewed it. It was a Little two. Toe on the line. And Roger's like, thank God. You know, but it's just like, dog, Kevin Durant is scary as shit. And Kevin Durant, I saw an interesting thing the other day where it's like, because even people kind of like, motherfuckers were sending it to me. Like, yo, you always talk about how you fuck with KD because he took his career into his own hands. And I'm like, he did essentially. But I understand what this post was saying. It was like, people compare KD and LeBron to leaving. But the thing that no one really harps about with LeBron is LeBron he has left franchises and gone to other franchises. Every franchise he's gone to has been at the end of his contract. He's never requested a trade. And the team that he's gone to has been a team who was below playoff uh, performances, and they won a championship. When he left Cleveland to go to Miami, they weren't a playoff team. It was like 37 and 45. He went there at the end of his contract with Cleveland, signed as a free agent, Took him to championship caliber. They went to four straight championships. At the end of his four-year deal, he left, went back to Cleveland. Cleveland was below fucking average. Cleveland was literally 10th seed in the East. He signed the fucking four-year deal. They went to four straight championships, won one. They became the fucking premier team in the Eastern Conference. You know, LeBronto and all of that shit. At the end of his four years, he left, went to the Lakers in free agency. The Lakers were below playoffs. They weren't making the playoffs because Kobe had ruined them. Remember them last couple years? He went there. And they won a fucking championship. And LeBron is in his, what, third year now with the fourth year, going into the last year. And it's just like, yeah, like, LeBron, he, it's not the shit KDB on. And LeBron signed a full four-year max with the Lakers with no opt-out, no player option, no none of that. He committed to the franchise. And KD is like, yeah, fuck all that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? KD, like, my Starbucks was not the right temperature. I've got to get out of here. No, I wasn't feeling that cold (laughs) home the way they had it this morning. I'm out. You see, the New York Post went straight at him today. Yeah. They, uh, thin man is, is thin not man the has no heart. Yeah, thin man has no heart. And I'm just like, damn, dog. And I'm not mad at KD because KD's thing is he's all about basketball. And I'm starting yeah. to, re- you, you know, he's playing in Delaware on the 16th. And, and it's funny how that shit came about over uh, IG Live. Right. Like they was discussing him, like not being a John. Deep, like KD on the John, like to add me in. <laughs> add me into the live. Y'all can get four on here, right? Yeah, y'all can get four on this John, right? Add me in. But KD requested, well, told him he wants out. And um, 
So now it's all of this hoopla back and forth. And they're talking about he wants to go to the Suns. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, Suns of the Heat. Which now they saying Kyrie is trying to get the fuck out, apparently. Yeah. Even though he signed the joint, but he wants a trade. Chris Haynes is saying that uh, the Lakers and Kyrie thing is like imminent. It's kind of like the, the consensus. It's like, yo, it's a salary give back with Russ. They might end up... Um, you know, throwing in them them worthless ass picks that they got, but he's basically saying like the Brooklyn Nets is just down to basically strip this shit down to the studs and just do a full fucking rebuild if necessary or build around Ben Simmons, which I don't even know what that means at this point. Yeah, building around <laughs> Ben Simmons is like I don't know if that's the move. Yeah, they said as far as the Miami trade goes, they was you know obviously you would have to try to bring back Bam out of bio, but you can't because of a provision in the collective bargaining agreement that prevents two players on five-year rookie max extensions from being on the same team if they came from other teams. Oh, wow. So, literally, Ben is on a five-year rookie max right. extension, and so, and so is Bam, Bam and they both came from separate teams, so you would have to move Ben in order to take on Bam. Ooh. Same thing with uh, them trying to get uh, Aiton on a sign-and-trade from Phoenix. You couldn't do it. You had to get rid of Ben in order to bring in Aiton. If they do them a full five year max, they to do a four year joint. I ain't gonna hold you, yo. You a Laker fan? Like yes. I'm a Laker fan. Unfortunately, at this point, begrudgingly, Russell Westbrook and AD for Kyrie and Ben. Would you do it? Yes. Yeah, I would too. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I even would. not no. Even with Kyrie playing half the games. Yeah. And Ben just Ben and. <laughs> but Ben can Ben in there because all I got to do is get a ball up. That's what I'm saying. No pressure. I would love to see Ben Wallace. I mean, uh, what's his name? Simmons. I was going to say Ben Savage. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Ben Simmons playing with LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, I would sign up for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I would then, do that. And then you send Kyrie wherever the fuck. I mean, do you send uh, KD wherever you send KD? Right. Now, what do you think about all of this, like, Toronto talk? Because from basketball standpoint, Toronto is one of the three or four best-run organizations in the league. Is what's the name still there? The black guy? Ujiri? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Masai. So it's like from a, from a strictly basketball standpoint, it makes perfect sense. But KD, I think is a 0% chance that he signs up to go to Toronto for four years. Yeah, I can't see that. My, yeah, no. Because it's like, aside from the fact that literally you're in another fucking country you basically are signing up to pay a whole nother international wage tax aside from the other 29 cities of nba tax that you already have to pay from being in the nba i don't really necessarily see him signing up to do that even though it makes all the basketball sense in the world it, it, it's this free agency shit is wild this year and it was supposed to be quiet that's the crazy part <laughs> Supposed to be quiet. It's supposed to be like, oh, regular shit. You knew the young boys was gonna get paid, this and this. Miles Bridges was like the biggest free agent coming into this shit. Yeah. And then somehow, some way, Rudy Gobert gets traded. Right. Kai fucking whole had his whole mellow drama for two weeks. Is he gonna opt in or not? Fucking James Harden still didn't sign his deal yet, but the Sixers just signed PJ, uh, PJ Tucker. Uh, so it's like, which you know, which basically says that James is gonna resign at probably like the Chris Paul deal. Yeah. Like three years, a hundred or some shit like that, whatever the case may be. So you basically give up 47 to get a bean. Yeah, NBA is going to be nuts next year. Yeah. It's going to be wild. It's so many players, man. Yeah, I, I, and this draft was way deeper than I thought to where it's like they got players that 
27, 28, where they like that play, he gonna make an impact. Like they were talking about the kid that Golden State picked. They're like, he's gonna if he, whatever minutes yeah. he plays this year, he'll be impactful for Golden State. Yeah, because Golden State's their bench is like gone. Otto Porter's gone. Uh, uh, Peyton is gone. Yeah. Uh, they re-signed Kevon Looney. Didn't Damian Lee leave? Yeah. Yeah. Like, they re-signed Kevon Looney. You're getting uh, Wiseman back. So that's your two centers. You're getting Wiseman back this year. Um, basically, what they're banking on is that uh, Kaminga and Moses Moody will make a further enough leap that where they'll step into those Otto Porter Iggy minutes or whatever like that. Um, on a rookie scale contract to where we don't we don't mind losing them. And then they signed Dante DiVincenzo from the Sacramento Kings, which was a beautiful signing for the mid-level exception, where he basically steps right into Gary Payton the seconds minutes, where you have now um not as good of a defender, but a tenacious defender, and you have somebody that can bring the ball up and handle it and shoot it with more consistency than you did with GP. So if he steps into them 25 a game GP minutes, his numbers might go from 10, 11 points to 17, 18. He might be a fucking six man of the year candidate. And then you still got fucking Jordan Poole too. So where it's like, are we going to play three guards? Like what's the, you know, what's the lineup? Yeah. So Golden State's going to be good as shit. Uh, Minnesota's going to be better. Uh, Memphis is going to be better. Uh, depending on what happens with Miami, they may or may not be better. Um, you would expect the Sixers to probably be as good or a little bit better. Uh, Denver is getting back Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. And Jamal Murray. So it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. And then Phoenix might kick Kevin Durant. It's going to be a lot. The um, who did did Porter sign back with the Bucks? Yeah, yeah. Four yeah. years, forty nine okay. million. Shout out, shout out, Bobby. Shout out the underdog. Four years, forty-nine. Shout out to uh, Milwaukee for doing the right thing with him, making sure that they, you know, took care. He was on a, a crazy discount deal: two years, nine million. Yeah, hell. Second yeah. year was a uh, was a team option. Damn. They said that I was watching the Ringer, um, and they was basically one of the Ringer podcasts, and they was saying they was like they were at a game, and they were like, "Yo, when Bobby Portis hits a fucking shot in Milwaukee, you can't hear shit. Like it's the loudest." Fucking most raucous arena. Like, yeah, I talked like, to Hunt. They said that he had signed like two days before. They were just letting the chatter. Yeah, chat. yeah, yeah. Mm. Remember the gentleman? He had like seven threes. That yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. They was going nuts in that jump. Yeah, NBA this year should be should be fun. It should be wild. Should be decent, man. But yeah, to wrap it all up, man. Miles Bridges would like we just spoke about. Zion just got a buck ninety three. He ain't playing two years. Oh, Ja got a buck ninety three. <laughs> fucking Lou Dart got ninety. Like. And that's, a, and that's basically considered a discount because they like, yo, he's only 22, 23 years old. So by the time he's entering his prime, he's going to be coming off a deal where he made $17.5 million annually. So his raise is only based on, you know what I'm saying, like a certain percentage increases. Like if he just continues to get a little bit better every season, even still, once this new CBA and the TV money kick in and all that crazy shit, like it's not even going to matter. Like – but the thing with fucking Oklahoma City this year, they had they didn't reach the salary cap floor, which is like the first team in history to not do that. They had to redistribute the difference of that money to all of the players on the team. Right. Because they were so far beneath because the only person getting paid was fucking uh, was Shea. And I don't even think his deal kicked in until this year. So I don't even know if he was getting paid last year. So they, was, they had all rookie scale players. 
And they're going to be good as shit, too, because they just drafted the young boy Chet, yeah. and they already had Josh Giddy and Shea and all this old shit. Like, and they got 94,000 million draft picks. Yeah. I like the boy Chet, man. He He's funny. He's smooth, man. Yeah, I, I like him. You know what I'm saying? He linky and white, so yeah. I don't know how that's going fair. Yeah, see, he had his motherfucking Richie on at the yeah, draft. Yeah. Fucking Paolo. Paolo, Paolo Manchero had the big-ass P5. That nigga suit was crazy <laughs> as fuck. He went full niggler out oh, there. Yeah. Full niggler out there for the... For he said, the, uh, have you seen the uh, baby dress yeah. before? We want to take that and flip it to purple. Yeah. But all in all, man, I, I... I said last night we was at dinner, I was just like, I feel bad for Miles Bridges. And, 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 and Rod felt me and Rod Kev was just like, I don't. And I'm like, it's just the fact that it's like, this is a black man with a black family with a black neighborhood with, like you said, a bunch of Hellcat and Roly wishing niggas around. Yeah. Pro- like the economy that you are yeah. ruining in and around your last name is just like, God, like this is here we are again. This is worse than you making the money and blowing it. Like how like Vin Baker and Sean Kemp and them niggas did in the nineties, like just spending unconscionably. Like this is worse than that because let a judgment lapse, which we've already seen you exercising poor judgment leading up to this, but you let a judgment lapse destroy generational wealth. Mm-hmm. So for that, I feel bad. I feel bad. That's the part. I, I, it's not necessarily like him as a person. And yeah. it's, it's just the fact that it's like, damn, like everybody's going to be affected by that. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like that that's just Mama, you ain't getting the new house. You're gonna have to stay in this house. You're gonna have to stay in the townhouse or the brownstone. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's like moments like that to where it's like, yo, you let the whole team down. Like not fuck his team, his team. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Hornets. You let your personal team down. Them 40, 50 niggas that's basing their whole economy around you. And, oh, and bro, get the contract. I'm getting the motherfucking food truck, the seven food trucks. Bruh. And All that shit is out the window. Bruh. Bruh. I don't know where your next meal is coming from. Yeah, no, when bro get the contract, I'm opening up a tomato farm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Agriculture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, ketchup is big business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've seen these tomato futures. Yeah, yeah, real shit. Like, real talk. Frozen orange juice. All that shit. <laughs> like, it's just like, God damn, dog. So that's the part I feel sad about. Yeah. Where I'm just like, like, have, have, have we not... We not passed this shit yet. Like, niggas just making it to this un... Fathomable, unfathomable amount of money and just pissing this shit away. We were talking about the R. It's Kelly. The R. Kelly shit the other day. Bruh. Kells got convicted the other day. 30, 30 years. Ball. And 30. he still got two more cases he got to go Tell me you problem. seen the bull was like, this is the judge. <laughs> and the judge, 40 years, Charlie. <laughs> Fuck with me. 40 years. Don't take the plea deal. 40 years. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm going to go there. Kel's fall from grace is the worst one ever in history. Gotta be. It, it's the worst John ever. Because of the simply, because of the fact that you already beat a case like this. Right. You already beat one of these in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So at no point did you say, I'm going to upgrade my bitches to like 20. Like at yeah. no point did you say like, yo, you know what? Keeping him in the dungeon is a little bit extreme. Like, right. he didn't change none of his behavior. Let me get a little part 
Right. <laughs> I can afford it. Let me get this bitch a basement apartment on the south side of Chicago. I'ma just had only key. She can't she can't leave without fear of getting robbed. They said if Martin Kelly believe he can fly, now the Now's the time. <laughs> See that shit. Dog, did you read the actual like the the the, the court filings, like the transcripts? Said this nigga made one of the girls suck his dick in the truck with all his homies oh, yeah, after they played ball. And I'm just like, Kel's a real freak. He's a sick nigga. Are you a real menace to yeah, society? Are like you literally pissing on bitches in the studio with yeah. other with other notable rap, uh, other notable artists there? Oh, like hold on, hold on, hold on, I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be my bitch. Yeah. You see how I just spilled the Pepsi <laughs> and I cleaned that up? Oh, you start peeing right here in podcast over, dog. <laughs> what the fuck? Kells is crazy. Kells is a sick nigga. Kells went from literally, like, Kells had the song for all children graduations. That's what it was. Kells really had ascended to that shit. Like, it was like everybody else in an R. Kelly. Yeah. And it was just known. And, you know, now to the point where it's like, when you listen to Kel's music, you got to do it like real, like... You got to listen to Kel's music with AirPods on, with AirPod Max over top oh. of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> still looking, she might, <laughs> no. she might hear this. Listening to Kel's music is like listening to the Philly Drillers. Because <laughs> you might become an op for playing this shit out loud. Like, real shit. Like, oh, that's, that's a little so-and-so? Yo, you tripping, dog. Like, where are you from? Yeah. Kel's really blew it to the point where it's like... you, you They're like... Erasing you, yeah, and that's the thirty shit. years of content just gone didn't happen, and that's the thing with Miles Bridges where it's just like, dog, they're they're gonna they they can attempt to erase you yeah. from the books, like Miles Miles who was that? Darius Miles Miles Simon who, who, who was that? So that's the part in it where I'm just like, I'm sick of seeing black people ascend to these heavenly heights and just losing it all. Like, there's just no other way to frame it other than, like, you just did the dumbest shit ever. Kells, you just, you pissed away the, you were, you were the R and R&B. It was, the rumors were the facts. You were the guy. You gave everybody a hit. Everybody. Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Celine Dion, your goddamn self. Jay-Z. Like, like Jay, J, like, Kells was so good that Jay dropped an album with the nigga. And then the video came out of him peeing on the girl and Jay was like, we got to run that back. <laughs> right. You fucked up Chip the rollout. Like, <laughs> yeah. They did another album. And then after that, Birdman was like, we need to do one of these, won't it? <laughs> Playboy? Playboy. Playboy. We need one Playboy. I don't know what you and that, that, that jigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Me, you Playboy. It's crazy. Rick Ross had a song with the nigga. Hit song. Single. Jeezy dropped a single with him. Snoop Dogg dropped a single with him. B2K, Puff, Usher, all these niggas. Same girl really go crazy. Dog. And even looking at that, Kel said, you can call her up on the phone. She No, you can call her up at her home. She won't know I'm on the phone. Yeah, man, that's the shit, homie. We about to bust this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> New Kel's is crazy. You ever listen to the joint on the unfinished, I mean, the, uh, the double up album, that's when I knew Kells was officially nuts. The uh Milton! They heard <laughs> Go get the car, you bogus girl! <laughs> like, Kells really just like fell from the from grace. Now you just in the joint for 30. And got two more cases pending. 
Terry, this ain't, this ain't the end. Terry ain't do 30. <laughs> Leach not going to do the Leech whole 30. Leach ain't doing the whole 30, dog. Like, dog. They hit you with a 30 ball when you got no money, no friends, no accomplices. I mean, uh, no uh, associates, no nothing. Yeah. And you sold all your back catalog. Oh. So you don't got nothing to fucking finance. Literally nothing. Nothing to pill, none of that shit. Like, you cooked. You cooked. And you, you, and you fucking illiterate. Can't read or write. Oh. Like, Kel's, the, like, best case scenario. I mean, best case scenario. He do... 16 on good behavior. You know what I'm saying? But it's fed time. Ain't none of that shit. Uh, yeah. He's doing 85% of nigga doing 26 years. Bit bar- barring a pill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, you're going to have to get like Ben Crump or somebody to even yeah. mount a reasonable defense to get that time cut. Yeah, I was hoping maybe he could do half of it and come home and get a CDL. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Drive us. Kel's trucking. <laughs> <laughs> Like, real shit. Kel's payloads. Yeah, shit. real talk. Kel's logistics, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I believe I can fly trucking. <laughs> when I say toot toot, you say beep yeah. beep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, key in the ignition logistics. Kel's <laughs> really an idiot, man. And that's the part with me where it's like, it do, it's not even like, I would be okay with seeing niggas blow through their money and blow through their shit on some. They was trying some shit and it just didn't work. Yeah, out. absolutely. Look at Antoine Walker. He was trying. They they tried to make it sound like he was a degenerate gambler, which he was, but he lost his money in a real estate deal. Like he lost fifty two million in a real estate deal. He was trying to do some positive shit. Right. It went sideways. Like you can't account for that. And it's just like that's why I be like. Criticizing motherfuckers online when they just throw the blanket like investment out there. Investment, investment, investment. I invested a lot of money in the stock market and in crypto the last two years. I lost a lot of money too. Like, you don't always hit on every fucking investment. Even when you make smart investments, sometimes there's market factors and and market shifts and shit like that that take place. We about to enter a fucking recession that I've been we've been telling y'all about since last fucking October, September. Like, but it's finally here. They just not announcing it now because they don't want everybody. They want to get this travel money out of everybody for the summertime because you niggas think you. And when I say niggas, I mean white niggas, Asian niggas, and all niggas. All think y'all, niggas. y'all think y'all finally free again and y'all free to travel. But all they doing is a quick little money grab. Back to school, y'all get the kids settled. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, all the market factors are here. We are officially in a recession because they know you ain't traveling in the cold months. No way. Or I seen 400 pilots on strike the other day. They was out there doing steps, marching and shit in unison and shit, like Masons and shit. I said, this shit is crazy. Let me see you cute. Dog, dog, dog. It's, 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 it's going to get rough, man. And it just like, I don't know, like, you know, we black. Like, we trying to ascend to certain things. And it's just, you know, to get there. And especially, like I said, in these situations where you're making astronomical money, astronomical success, astronomical access to just blow that shit on, on nothing. You're making three generations worth of money and you were still going to get another one of these, like a 250 coming after this if you did the right shit and didn't hurt yourself or whatever the fuck, didn't do no bullshit. You had another one of these coming. So you potentially talking about a middle of the road guy, like a good player, uh-huh. not quite an all-star, not quite a great player, but a good young player 
making four hundred and twenty-five million dollars on two contracts. Yeah. Not to mention the, the thirty or twenty whatever you got for your rookie scale contract. She's about a middle of the road guy making four fifty in his playing career. Because you figure Giannis is gonna make like seven hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just what it is. Harden on a on a on the back end of like a terrible uh, stretch with the Sixers. After them first five games, he was lightning in the bottle. He's still about to get like three years of being a being twenty or some shit like that. Like, oh. all right, y'all can sign PJ Tucker. I'll take a little haircut. Oh. On top of the deuce that he already had in the in the seventy whatever he had from the first contract when he got traded to Houston. On top of the Adidas money, like we can't be. It's like, it's like as much shit as we give James Harden. It's like he ain't he, he just a, a a dickhead. He's not he's like out not out here getting in trouble. Like Giannis been in the league seven years, he done already made 120. So he's gonna get for <laughs> his next five two fifty, yeah. which puts you at three seventy. At that point, he's twelve years in the league. He might get another big yeah. joint for three something at that at that point you talking they're about gonna pay him. You're talking about six, seven hundred million you going you just know just in NBA dollars. Just in NBA dollars. Never not mind the fucking <laughs> the, the dealership that gave you three Hellcats <laughs> for doing some pro like you know what I'm saying? Like this shit is crazy. So it's like, yo, to fuck that up like that, like we gotta get to a point where it's like, yo, there are certain levels in life. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I, that's the point I was making with the whole shit when I was talking about at the live show about living in certain places where it's just like, if you live on 8th and Rockland, you can act like that. Yeah. But if you don't live on 8th and Rockland and you live in a fucking gated community, you can't act like you on 8th and Rockland. Yeah, they will you. escort you ass, your ass up. And we have a tendency to not turn off the dumb shit no matter what's happening and what's coming in. And that's the part for me where it's just like, don't like, perfect example, we was talking the other day. You, the conversation we was having, when you a big-time drug dealer, there's no real turning it off once you in with a cartel. You can't call Poppy yeah. and be like, yeah, you know I'm what? taking the next couple <laughs> months off. I got some Aflac. <laughs> I'm going to take the next couple months off. Because Poppy not trying to hear that shit. You know, you know too much. You've seen too much. You took part in too much. And whoever you might be giving us a replacement, we don't know this nigga. We, don't, we might like him. We might not. So guess what? Even if you do try to transition somebody, you still in it till we trust this nigga. Yeah. Because they'll strict tell you, yo, you on the hook for that. Never mind what the fuck you talking about with him. And it's like, yeah, like, I, I, I hear people all the time when people, when big drug dealers go down for, like, federal and diamonds, and be like, damn, you made $100 million, why he just ain't stop? And it's like, because he don't work at Arby's. Right, you can't, you can't just walk in with a two-week letter, like, yeah, you know, transitioning into my own thing. Like, it don't work like that. But it's like, yo, when you got situations like this where it's like you're making all this money and you're doing legal shit, why the fuck you don't just sit the fuck down and just go chill some guy? At man? least till July 6th when the moratorium is over. So <laughs> At least get your money and have them try to backdoor and void the contract. Don't just not get the contract where they can just walk away clean. Yeah, we don't even want to give you the rookie tender. Yeah. We're not even interested in you. And that yeah. was, that's like $16 million. Like, you're not even getting that, nigga. Yeah. It might take him four or five years to build back up to that level to where somebody's offering him a max contract. Yeah. yeah. And he going to have all them RTB niggas that's hanging around him, all them niggas that, oh, hey, I got a message for all the RTB niggas. Y'all thought y'all was getting Hellcats. Guess what? Y'all getting sent back to Flint, nigga. Yeah. Because y'all didn't prevent him from doing some dumb shit, and yeah. somebody got to take the L for this. Back to drinking sewer water. <laughs> Oh, man, bro, get this contract. I'm telling you, I got a filtration system I've been working on. We'll put clean water on. For everybody. For everybody, right? you know what I'm saying? Like, shit crazy as fuck, man, but. Just getting sent back home, dog. 
I, I don't know. Kells is in jail forever. <laughs> he gonna be, Miles gonna be calling niggas like, yo, where you at? I'm at the crib in Flint. All right, stay there. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, even, don't, <laughs> don't even come where I mean, you are. Your services are no longer needed. Yeah, real shit, the man. This tape is canceled. He gonna call Sada Baby. Yeah, yeah that, that that whole deal we was working on, yeah, now nah, we, we gonna avoid that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Real I shit. got bigger fish to fry. You can't. You can't fuck up your main thing and then think you're going to be able to just go out here and just do some other I shit. I seen people like, oh, bro, going to be good. He rap. And it's just like, Are you bro, it's too? rappers that ain't good that rap. It's rappers flipped right now. Lil Baby is phenomenal. Lil Baby ain't making $37.5 million a year. If he is, I ain't seen it. Yeah. And I got all the mixtapes, all the albums, all the merch. Like, I got everything. I love that. I love that young nigga. Guess what? He ain't making $37.5 they was, one, they, they was one on, thing. They was on a post the other day, like, yeah, nah, bro, gonna be already gonna be he he rap and got a following. And I'm just the like the fact that we are so retarded dog, culturally dog. that we associate rap and basketball and profess rap and professional sports is like it's the same thing. It's like you do know there's only like four niggas making that's, that's that point. type of money. Motherfuckers right? like yeah, motherfuckers like y'all act like niggas who rap and tour don't make money. I'm like, yeah, they do, but they're named Drake. Yeah, and Drake, Future. Kanye like, West, Future, the Migos, like, like Oh, like y'all, y'all are tripping. Non niggas. The weekend, he don't even rap. It's non. We gotta start adding in other genres. Isn't he signed to Sada Baby? <laughs> yes, Sada Baby don't make thirty seven million dollars <laughs> no. a year. Like this is just dumb. We are ridiculous, yo. Like, yeah. So, and that's another one. The accountability. That like to wrap this up. Ooh. That's the joint where Ooh, it's just like we. Listen. We don't take accountability in nothing. We just make excuses and provisions. And it's like, no, yo, we got to stop that shit. We got to tell motherfuckers. Like, I said it a couple weeks ago when me and Drew was having, I'm like, yo, the shit with John Moran with the trenches, we could take it to the streets. It's like, dog, that, that's that's not where you could. Like, it's almost like a slap in T. Morant face. Yep. You had a good dad, a good father who worked hard that put you in different positions to be able to go and excel and fly. and do. Y'all had a big backyard. You know how I seen it? I seen the family photos. Y'all was all dressed alike. Like, yeah. You had grass and a fence, nigga. There's nothing wrong with that. But for you to walk around with this ad, it's like, again, the black shit where it's just like, oh, you you making money now? Like, and in and, and job brain, it's like, I'm getting paper. Money bag, yo, gave me a chain. Nigga, we the same. And it's just like, no, nigga, you not Gotti. You not that. You didn't have to bubble up a fucking career from a mixtape. And it's like, it's not that. It, it, it's just, it's unbelievable at times watching it. How, like I said, we make these excuses and these provisions and just, oh, it's cool. Bro gonna be all right. Huh? Bro might not be all right. Bro might not be all right. And that's the problem. Nobody wants to step in and be like, yo, cuz, don't do this. Imagine having to explain to your mama. I think it's his wife. That's even worse. Yeah. I even think worse. it's his wife. It could be a chick on the street. Imagine explaining to your mother or your father, whoever you, your OG, whoever you look up to, that sacrifice to get you where you at. And you got to explain to them, yeah, I'm not getting a 173 because I kicked Tanisha's ass. Yeah, it's his day. wife. This nigga's retarded. Yeah, it's his wife. Yeah, he. I, I I have a bold prediction. He will not play in the NBA next season. I said the last time at dinner. I think he going. I think he's going up on the Cowboys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or the Raiders. <laughs> I think Somebody in the comments was like, Raiders offering a max. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna have to call Starberry and see what it's like playing for the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah. He gonna be on the chipping circuit. <laughs>
quiet, man. He might have to go play tight end in the USFL. Or I, I said earlier, I'm like, if he put on a, a little weight, he could fight Greg Hardy at a UFC <laughs> <laughs> undercard <laughs> joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, bad man. Bad. Like, the, even like on Twitter, when you type his name in and you see that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't see no sports no more. No. Yes, but I wanted to do horror stuff for my friend. <laughs> That's the Miles Bridges explaining what happened and shit. Somebody said Miles from Alicia greater than Miles Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, dog, Miles Bridges, boy. It's a bad drone, man. It's a it's a legendary bad drone. Like it's as bad as it can get. Enough about Miles Bridges. Yeah. Let's talk about somebody that's securing the bag. Okay. Shout out to Irv Gotti, the legend. Yo, I don't think you really realized how hard you snapped on the nigga at the. Oh uh, yeah, the I, I, I realized it later. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. You was angry, boy. Because it's just like at some point, right? We as men gotta stop being. So I was gonna say as as black people gotta stop being so obsessed with other people's money to where we're willing to demean somebody else just because they don't have the same money. I said it's it like, before. You we're know, the only ones that do that shit. You, like, people would get mad at me when I would say Beans was just as good of a rapper as Jay-Z. In fact, when Beans and Jay-Z rapped, if I have to pick 20 songs that they rapped on with each other, Beans out of the 20, I think he rapped better than Jay on some of those records. Pretty much most of them. I think Beans was better than him on Once Again and So On. I think Beans was better than him on Money Cash Ho's remix. I think Beans was better than him on You, Him, Me, Her. I think Beans was better on What We Do. I think Beans was better on Somehow, Someway. I think Beans was better on uh, This Can't Be Life. I think Beans just streets is talking. I think Beans just always kind of out-rapped Jay. Because what it was was Jay would imp- he would employ Beans for those Life Was Fucked Up records. And it's like, he's like, ah, my you, time to shine. You can't outdo that with, like, you, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I personally felt like Beans would outrap Jay a lot. But when I say this, you know why you can't really compare the two? It's because Jay has $2 billion in Beyonce. And to the winner go to spoils. To the victor go to spoils. That's just what it is. And w- with money in our culture, we will we will overly award someone having some money. When yep. in reality, let's keep it a buck. All the people in rap that we award this legendary status for their money, the money didn't come, in at least in that outrageous fashion, yeah. from music. It's literally like three motherfuckers whose money came from music, and they all came from the same camp, which is Birdman, Lil Wayne, and Drake. Yeah, Everybody else, yo, all their money came from one, other shit. One of Drake's most underrated bars was on uh, uh, 5 p.m. in Toronto when he said, uh, I'm the only one still known for the music, I swear. Because when you talk about all these guys in the music arena, you talk about 10 things before you talk about their music. Mm-hmm. But Drake is the one where you talk about him, it's just... Dominating Billboard, crushing streaming, crushing this, number one tour in rap history. All it's like, yeah, it's the truth. But it's like you look at like Puff. Puff been making money since forever, and Puff's astronomical money came from clothing, liquor, his fucking plays with other situations, <laughs> other shit. Jay Z, Budweiser, Samsung, Amanda Brignac, clothing, rockerwear. Like Jay said it on the track. Y'all can bullshit with rap if you want. Like. All these dudes made all this astronomical money from outside of yeah. the rap arena. Now, granted, their fame and popularity came from rap, yeah. so we're not going to diminish that. But 
we have this thing now where it's like because these dudes are uber rich, we'll go back and try to like rewrite history. And yes. that was the whole issue at the show when you was like, Irv is one of the best producers in rap history. Yeah. Like, and that's the Guinness Book of World Records like, for like the longest number one of the longest number one record. Dog, and I, I literally, I've said it before. I'm like, yo, Irv literally gave us Ja Rule, DMX, and Jay Z. In the At fashion, the same time. <laughs> in the fashion in which we had, we had all of them with the around the Hard Knock Life tour and everything, and it's just like, yo, Irv really is like a genius. Like He's, Irv, say, let's put this in perspective. Irv saved the most important hip hop label of all time, mm-hmm. Def Jam. They were about to be absorbed into Polygram if they didn't sell, uh, if they didn't hit certain sales metrics. He gave them Jay-Z, Ja Rule, and DMX all at the same time. DMX so much so that they had to come back and say, yo, can you please put out another album in the fourth quarter? Because, like, that'll just really take it over the top. And fucking Lior got a bonus, and Kev got a bonus, and Julie Greenwald. Everybody got fucking bonuses and raises and got to keep their job because of what Irv Gotti did. Right, and they laughed him out of the building when he brought DMX in there. Talking about what is he going to bark on every what is what is he going to bark on every song? That was Leor's initial oh. fucking response. So it's like, and aside from that, he took Ja, and people were saying Ja sounded like X so much that they went back and reinvent reinvented Ja completely, made a whole new style of music to where now the shit that they were doing is basically the contemporary style of music now, where all the rappers sing and rap. Mm-hmm. NBA YoungBoy. Fucking Drake, uh, uh, Fredo Bang, like all the niggas that you think that you like have some element of harmonizing and singing instituted into their music, and Murder, Inc. brought that to the forefront. Not to mention Ashanti, fucking number one album, held the record for the most fucking uh, sales for a debut album for a female in history. Mm-hmm. Like, not to mention Lloyd, number one record with Southside, all of that shit, like... All of this stuff that he did, the J-Lo records and all of that. So it's like, we don't get to trivialize somebody's success just because somebody else has more money than them. If what we're talking about is their success in one arena. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about the fact that Irvin Jeffrey fucking failed or that, you know, the labels bailed on him when he got the Fed case. And this, we're not talking about none of that. We're talking about what he did in a vacuum from 1996, reasonable doubt, to, what was that, 2003? When, when Blood on My Eye Three, came out? Four, Three, yeah. four, So you're talking about in a seven-year period... Motherfucker sold enough records to where now, and Ja Rule walked away from music. His flagship artist walked away from music. Ashanti left him, Lloyd left him, and he still generated enough money in mm-hmm. that seven-year span that his that fifty percent of his masters is worth a hundred million. We don't get to trivialize that or just make it seem like that didn't happen because Puff sold us a bunch of fucking Ciroc. Right. We don't get to do that. But at the show, you mentioned we mentioned our girl, and somebody was like, "Well, he don't got no, he ain't Puff, he ain't got no money like Puff." And it's just like, all right, yes, technically, but that's not what we were referring to. Yeah, we're talking about his status in music as a hit producer. Yeah. <laughs> like that is it. That, well, he ain't push no buttons. Neither did. Because I know if Irv <laughs> walk into a room, Puff not going to be like, look at this little nigga. Exactly. You can't do that. No. Nah. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, so now we fast forward all these years later, and Irv said, uh, you know, he said he had a conversation with uh, Mark Lazary, uh, who owns, you know, one of the principal owners of the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he told him, you can't sell what you don't own. 
the name of the game is ownership. Right. And if you own something and it and you and it creates fucking value or it ages properly, you can monetize it and sell it later. So Irv was able to leverage leverage his back catalog for Murder Inc., sell it for a hundred million to Iconoclast, and then also subsequently get a two hundred million dollar line of credit from them. Mm-hmm. So, what we talk about the last few weeks on the show, other people's money. Mm-hmm. So I got my hundred. That's my hundred. So now I don't got to invest my hundred no. into my future projects and my content creation. I can use this 200 from them, this French uh, fucking trillionaire. Right. I can use that money from them to go and create a tale season three and this. And like, I can use other people's money to fund these projects and just make my margin. What Kev, uh, don't you say he said the, uh, the guy got 200 million. And literally, the the next week, he was funding for another business. He got, like, yeah. $1.2 million. And he's like, bro, that's literally, like, 1% of the money you just got. It's like, so? So? Yeah. yeah. Like, so? Like, other people's money for everything. If yeah. you have good ideas, make other people pay for that shit. Exactly. So, yeah, Irv got 300 man. Irv got 300 You yeah. know what I'm saying? A real 300 where he substantiated, where they fucking did a fucking live stream, him signing a contract and the whole, like, it's not a fake. He got 300 M's. <laughs> yeah. In 2022, a bean that's his. Put that to the side. Do whatever you want with that. And that's, that's my that's my uh, tricking. Yeah, that's my trick budget. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And and then you got 200 to fund and develop whatever you want. Like <clears throat> that motherfucker's an icon. Yeah. Like yeah, on, on top of the doc about to drop, and a new round of uh, tells about to drop. Yeah, yeah. and he about to do a Supreme Team feature film. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you take your troubles and then you turn them into opportunity. We didn't already went through the fucking the litigation and this and this and this. Prem is locked the fuck up, blah, blah, blah. Now let's tell our story the same way BMF telling their story. BMF is essentially telling their story in real time. Terry is still on Fed fucking parole. Meech is still locked up. Right. Niggas got a television show, a hit television show on stars. Right. Right now. <laughs> yeah. They broke the damn power record for mm-hmm. fucking uh because that's how much interest it is. And we just love gangster. Stories and that whole gangster ecosystem in America is part of who we are. What's the number one genre of fucking podcast? True crime. Mm-hmm. People just have infinite fucking interest in that shit from a layman standpoint and from people that participated in it and were, you know, around or adjacent to the life or in it. Like, people just have infinite interest in that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, salute the earth, man. Like, I don't even know the man. I met him a time or two. Um, you know, and every time I seen him, he was in a Rolls Royce. He had a nice watch. Like, he never fell off. And he left the music industry essentially in 2005. Yeah. He never fell off. Like, he never was not riding clean. He never, you know what I'm saying, wasn't living in a big crib and all of that shit. So it's like, yo, we can't have these situations where it's like, yo, we just want to just trivialize people's success because their contemporary might be doing a little bit better and not put add the context of what they did to make that money. Exactly. Because it's like, if you want to compare music money, can't none of these niggas fuck with Baby. Let's just call it what it is. Or or Lil Wayne or Drake. Like, mm-hmm. whoever whoever they are, add them all up. They can't do it. Don't none of these niggas got a plaque in their office, wherever the cash money office is. Don't none of these niggas got a plaque in their office that say one billion songs sold. Yeah. <laughs> and they own 90% of it. Drake really got 166 platinum songs. Like, what the fuck, man? Yes, one artist. One, one nigga. man. And some of those songs are more than one times flat. Yes. Because he got God's got plan. Three That's diamonds. ten. Yeah, real diamonds. shit. Like, 
That's that's a mm, lot of money, man. A lot of money being made. Shout out to Irv, man. We got. I want to get Irv on the show. So we have to. Yeah. Shout out to Irv, man. We have to. I will. I will fly to wherever you are, Irv. Real shit. We'll be there in the morning. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying not today because shit is fucked up. <laughs> right. You know you don't want to fly the same day when you got to go somewhere. What else you got over there? Uh, my y'all weird of the week. I haven't done one in a while. Oh, I got one. My y'all weird of the week. Um, Trey Song's groupie goes wrong. Oh, that's uh, a good one. There was a situation online that unfolded where this girl basically, you know, came to came came to Twitter, came to the apps, yeah, and wanted to tell her. Nerd give, the other day was like, this app should have been called Trigger, <laughs> <laughs> and wanted to tell her story about an experience she had with Trey Songs and his team or whatever. And basically, she said she saw Trey Songs at a club somewhere. I forget where it was, some nondescript right. ghetto city, I'm sure, because he's pretty much banned from all the 10 major metropolitan areas in the country. Uh, so she, you know, sees Trey songs or whatever the case may be. He's in a section and she claims, claims that all the girls were like average looking. Like he had all these average looking girls around him, but they was all like white or Asian or Indian or light skin or whatever, whatever. But they were like average looking girls. So I was wondering like, does he want some beautiful chocolate girls in his section? And it's just like, huh? like, all right, this is already getting weird. Like from the beginning. Because number one, it's like why, why pit yourself against these other women in his ecosystem that you don't know in order to justify your existence of being around somebody that prior to you trying to make this comparison, you basically made it like, well, I've heard about the allegations and this and this, but he seems like a nice guy. Or right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, all right, why you even want to be around m- that? making provisions. Yeah, it's yeah. like, why you even want to be around that? Right. If, th- if there's any, like, second, third, fourth thoughts about this, like, why even be around it? So then she's like, she approaches the section or whatever, and I guess, I don't know if it was his brother or somebody that was with him was like, yeah, you know, we ain't doing no dark-skinned girls tonight. And she's like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, Trey don't want no dark-skinned girls up here whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's bad enough we got these average-looking bitches here, you know what I'm saying? They light-skinned. We ain't gonna have some average-looking dark-skinned bitches, too. Yeah. So it's just like, so y- y'all didn't quite make the cut, you know what I'm saying? We here in Saginaw, Michigan, or wherever the fuck they right. at. Y'all didn't make the cut, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy y'all night. So then, allegedly, this conversation continues to where she's now trying to gain validation from any and everybody in the club to try to figure out why Trey Songs, this alleged predator, don't want me in his section. Right. And I'm just like, yo, are we okay? No, we aren't. <laughs> like, are we this cooked, this burnt as a society? What are we doing? Fried. <laughs> yeah, are we, motherfucking fried. <laughs> like, are we this cooked, this burnt, this fried as a society Dog. that the, the rebuff, the no wasn't enough? Now I need to go seek validation from all these other people to try to figure out, like, am I beautiful or not? Yeah. And it's just like, at some point, she ended up talking to the DJ, and allegedly, the D, and this is where I cut the video off, the DJ was like, well, you know what I'm saying, you, you are a goddess, and you gorgeous, and you don't need validation from, from them, and I'm just like, this didn't happen, like, no. what are you talking about, like, the DJ was DJ, <laughs> right. was spinning the record, what? Yeah. the DJ was trying to get the hole, yeah, <laughs> right. real shit, you know what I'm saying, come in this booth, let me, yeah. show, you. Let me yeah. show you, uh, you know, the DJ was essentially uh, doing the equivalent of funeral crashes yeah. at that point, <laughs> <laughs> I see a distressed asset. I'm about to get it for pennies on the dollar. (laughs) It's it's like that sort of thing. And I'm just like, yo. And she literally came thinking like people was going to be on her side. And it's like, I said this the other day. We was having a private conversation, but I said this the other day. Women have reached a point where all women care about is defending other women. 
no matter how ridiculous their stance or their Well, there are some that, like... And there are a few that's not for the bullshit. That's, that's the joint that's starting to go around. Like, I seen a chick the other day was like, I don't support all women because some of y'all bitches be on nothing. Exactly. Y'all, be, it, y'all be y'all, ridiculous. Y'all be ridiculous. So it's like, so, so with that thought, but with that thought process in mind, where overwhelmingly women are like, you stupid ass bitch. Like, yeah. you played yourself. Yeah. And... That was just so strange for me to see, and it's still going, and it's, you know, the general consensus from both male and women is just like, if you already have these sideways thoughts about this man, whether they be substantiated or not, why you even want to be in his, in his atmosphere? Why you even want to be around him? And it's like, because at the end of the day, it's this shit. It's the, yeah. hey, Trey, say what's up. It's, it's that shit, because you want to be associated with this successful man despite whatever may be being said about him in the public and the you mm-hmm. know in the in the news at large. So that's my y'all weird of the week. Definitely weird. Seeing her sitting in the car crying and it's just like all right. Yeah hey, I didn't even make it that far. Once she said the DJ told her she was a goddess, I was like, nope. X X X back back. I got up out of there. My y'all weird for the week is the McDonald's situation. The dude who brought the McDonald's for his kid. Oh, my goodness. And the baby mom went up. It's, I, I cannot believe that people got so involved in, the, in this situation. They got philosophical. Philosophical. <laughs> it, became, <laughs> it became like an existential crisis, like on some like what came first, the chicken or the egg. It was no. just like. And it was all a prank. Yeah. It was a TikTok. Yeah. And it's like, it's, this goes to show. We get up on this show every week, four or five times a week, and we give motherfuckers primo A1 content. We give people perspective. We give people fucking resources, information, shit like that. And niggas will jump over our shit, mm-hmm. jump over crew season, jump over all of the fucking shows of substance and go right to the nonsense and then create a week of dialogue yeah. about something that is nothing. That is literally nothing. At the core of it, it is nothing. Because, like Nerd said, this shit should have been called trigger. <laughs> yes. Because people see things and it triggers them. Because they dealing with a bunch of bullshit with their baby fathers and baby mothers. And that was my y'all weird. It wasn't them. My y'all weird was y'all. Right. For being this involved <laughs> in this shit. Who gives a fuck? Who, like, in all actuality, who really, like, if you, of, of any type of anything... Do you really care about the situation? Yeah, this that that situation was like the equivalent of like who would win, like arguing over like who would win in a fight, a cricket or a grasshopper. It was like that for like a week. Yeah. Like who would win between a lion and a tiger? Like, well, a tiger is seven hundred pounds. Right. So there's that. So <laughs> you gonna smack the king of the jungle all types of around. So it's like we could stop arguing about this. Shit is crazy, man. My that I, I watched and all them situations it brings out the worst in people. Yes. The absolute worst. Because you got people that are really like, well, well, technically, like people really writing like whole like uh, dissertations about this shit, like in the comments, like, well, technically he don't have to, but in in the in the spirit of being a good man and community building, he should because I'm just like, bro, like, what the fuck? Dog, Black had a good tweet the other day. He was like, um. Tweeting that you would have bought McDonald's is not going to get you that pussy. And I'm just like, dog. This shit, shit like that, you really, really see, like, just how far gone. I was telling them last night. I personally have got, I, I like, kind of hate social media. Yeah. Like, I, I honestly do. Like, I, I really hate it. It's like, easy to hate. 
it's 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 hateable because it's like yo you literally got people now where it's like like how you just said there's a lot of good there's a lot of information there's yeah. a lot of, of 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 decent stuff out there but people forego it for the nonsense why do you think shade room has 35 million yeah. followers even people as, love bullshit. Even as ridiculous as Fresh and Fit are, they do shows on a weekly basis about finances, about self-improvement, about uh, fucking, you know, masculinity, about, like, really things to help people out, help men out in particular. Those videos have a fraction of the views of the videos where Myron is kicking some blockhead yeah, they, they, out they, of the studio. Somebody the other day was like, um, my God, the podcast that they just, the, 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 the relationship sex podcast and it, it's so annoying. Like, why the fuck is that all it's about? And I, I, I think it might have been. I can't think who it was. Was like, it's tons of podcasts that don't do that. They just don't go viral. Exactly. Because y'all are y'all don't engage with y'all are shit. addicted to bullshit and nonsense. It's just it just we as a people, man. That like just mm. motherfuckers went on for days about that shit. <laughs> a whole week, dog. Days. Like, they went on for it so long, it had time for her to come around, make another statement, and then for to come back and make another statement, basically saying this was a social experiment on TikTok, and y'all took the bait on it, and now thank y'all for all the followers and yeah. engagement. Like, mm-hmm. Because y'all go after the low-hanging fruit every time, but then we'll get on these apps and complain about not liking what we see, but that's the shit that you rush to. It's a fight. It's a shooting. It's a fucking uh, uh, a car chase. It's... Uh, you know, some bullshit fucking proposition or whatever that y'all can argue over. Like, it's like that shit. And the smart people that are fucking doing content and all of that shit, they understand this shit. And what do they do? They just, they just, oh, got you. Yeah. What did Sean Cotton say when he was on the show? He said they put some clip up. He said niggas argued about that shit for 11 days in the fucking comments. I don't remember what it was. It was like, it's like if you give motherfuckers a this or that, niggas will argue Till the end of time. This nigga's right now in a barbershop fucking arguing about LeBron versus Jordan. Oh, yeah. Right now. Muhammad Ali versus Floyd. Stupid shit. Stupid shit. Stupid ass shit. Stupid shit that just is a time killer that all you're going to do at the end of it is still disagree. Oh. I remember my last time in the barbershop. Like, I can remember my last. Because now I go to a private barber <laughs> who cuts just you. Yeah. And I remember my last time going to get my actual beard lined up in a barbershop where other people are allowed to be in there while you getting cut. And these niggas was arguing the best defensive football player in the history of the NFL. And I made the mistake of chiming in and saying that I personally think it's Lawrence Taylor. What? Over Dion? Over prom? Then somebody comes out of left field with Reggie White. Then somebody's over here with, with fucking Dick Butkus and then, you, and then you look up and you just like, yo, what the fuck are oh, we? Ed Too Tall Jones, though. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you four ball for a four-year period. Brian Erlacher, you nah. know what I'm saying? White hey. boy was on his was on his jaw. White cuz was, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it's just you 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 realize that. Ronnie Luck cut his finger off. Yeah, like you realize you just like, yo, these are stupid, pointless arguments that help us absolutely get nowhere in life, yo. We're doing this for no fucking reason at all. None. So, yeah, that's definitely my y'all weird. The way y'all acted over that stupid-ass McDonald's shit, man. You got anything else over uh, there? All right, so uh, last thing. I got a, I got a this or that. I saw it on uh, I saw it on, on IG. Now I got to pose it to y'all. Would you rather have $1 for 
for courtside tickets to a WNBA game. That was funny as shit. I'll take the dollar. <laughs> you was crazy as no bullshit. I was in the gym yesterday and I went in the sauna. Yeah. In the sauna, the gym got a TV in it. And the WNBA game was on. And there was one person sitting courtside. Like, all the courtside seats was open. And, and, I, and I, I seen it, and I was just like, you know, they, did somebody spill something? I was like, what the fuck happened? That ain't nobody sitting on the, on the wood. And I was just like, and then I thought about it was like, damn, because you know, I like going to games and shit, sitting courtside or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I should go look and see how much WNBA courtside tickets cost. I didn't go. I okay. forgot. That's, that's what I mean. I'm looking now. That, that's the, the point I was making where it was like, I, I like wasn't that interested. I, I said it and I just didn't even follow. I through. didn't even follow through with it. Yeah. So oh, you I, want the dollar? Yeah, I would probably take the dollar. I'm going to go with the buck. Yeah, I would probably take the dollar. If Taya Cooper was playing, though, I would take the tickets. Um, I like Lisa Leslie. If she, if it was in her prime, Lisa Leslie, yeah, I would go to a no Lisa the Lisa Leslie. Leslie Cheryl Swoops era. I would, I would have been at Tina. Time. Yeah, I would go to. Like, I would go the to comments that. had it rocking. Yeah, what's the girl with the braids from New York? Um, Teresa Witherspoon. Teresa Witherspoon. I would Spoon. Rebecca Lobo and them. Yeah. yeah, like who's the best team? Who won the chip last year? Uh, I think the Sparks did in women's basketball. Was it? Just, I think the Sparks was two years ago. I think it was the Chicago Sky. I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think it was the Chicago Sky. Who's the Sparks? Who is the Sparks? I don't know. Who is the Sparks? Los Angeles. Sparks. Who is the Sparks? <laughs> yeah, Los Angeles Sparks. Oh, yeah, Sparks. Here we go. Yeah, that's who uh, Taya Cooper played for. You know what I'm saying? She, if she playing, I'd be at every game with a son. Chad Hart's Taya. Here you go. Get tickets. $215 each. I mean, they said that's the most expensive ticket, so. Okay. I'm hoping that. I'm. I'm Hoping that's putting them right on the wood for the <laughs> <laughs> Wood seats for two fifteen is excellent. That's good as shit. Big deal. That's a good deal. You just go and take pictures of yourself <laughs> from the court, like the court angle. Yeah, you get the fucking professional. You get a professional retirer fifty bucks. Ain't like you taking pictures of the game. Yeah, <laughs> take pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> now you got now you got professional photos. Yeah, real shit. Court side for fifty bucks. Yeah, you just gotta wait to post them until the fall. <laughs> When NBA is back, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course not. Last night for the for the for the Nets, <laughs> you there for the Brooklyn Mystics? <laughs> AA is two hundred and fifteen dollars. Okay, AA two fifteen. So that means wood probably like five hundred. They don't even let you get on the wood. That's probably what. Yeah, it is. day of day of is uh is, is probably eighty four dollars for course I. Uh, women's basketball, like, it just... You know what's crazy? We support, all of us, the whole country, we support women's college basketball. Because that should be turnt. That should be turnt because of the atmosphere and all of that. We do not support... These are the same athletes. <laughs> oh, you're, you're not allowed to sit courtside, I guess. Oh, okay. It's grayed out. Is that why it was empty? Yeah, it's all gray. But it was one person sitting there. He must have bought all the tickets. <laughs> for the whole season. Yeah. That'll be $842. What a save by myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I personally was never into women's basketball. I just never was like, it, was, it wasn't something I was like, 
you know, back in the day, like I said, when it first got introduced, they, you know, and it, it's crazy because even watching like Martin at the reunion the other day, yeah. like, and I made me think about like, remember when Martin had uh, Cheryl Swoops, Dawn Staley, and uh, who was Lisa Leslie. It was Lisa Leslie, right? It's like they became like a larger than life figures remember they they won the gold won the medal gold, yeah like and they launched the w right they they actually did a 30 for 30 on them yeah. and it's like yeah looking at that them players and they they were literally like larger than life like and that's what the nba and all of these professional sports had it's not that you know somebody like they're, they're they really have a a a a built-up reputation for the players yeah. in and around their league. And to me, the, the WNBA doesn't do a real good job of it, at least now. Where, like, back in the day, Cynthia Cooper was, like, a goddess. Yes. Dawn Staley was a goddess. Lisa Leslie's a goddess. Like Even on a local level here, like, I remember, like, they had a public league championship at the Palestra or at uh, Temple at Leah Corps when they first opened Leah Corps and stuff like that. We would go to them games and we would watch the girls' games, you know what I'm saying, in anticipation of the boys' games, whatever. But we would really, like, be into it, the Khadija Bowens era and mm -hmm. all of that. Like, you had super talented, uh, you know, female basketball players and everybody was into it, but it's like – on a pro level, it's just a total dis societal disconnect. Be because what it is, and I, I'm, I'm going to just be honest, and this, this ain't hating or whatever, but, like, you got female basketball on the high school level, right? And you got men's basketball basketball on the high school level. Every now and then you get a Zion Williamson or a LeBron James or a Rashid Wallace and shit who's, a, you know, fire, just lighting the building on fire. But it's... It's fairly the same. They yeah. high school kids. And then you got like collegiate women's basketball and collegiate men's basketball where it's a, it's a grade above, but it's not crazy out yeah. of reach. But once you go professional, you, you're talking about like Michael Jordan. You, they don't have a Michael yeah. Jordan. You're talking about Magic Johnson, Wilt Chamberlain, like niggas who are legitimately like gods amongst men. Yeah. You're not... Shaquille O'Neal, like there's no Shaq in women's basketball. You know what I'm saying? And with the tickets, two hundred and fifteen dollars. That's why the women don't get no money. There's no money to give. Yeah, it's just they're not generating it in the same yeah. manner. And granted, they get like uh, they get like spillage from the and they NBA. They get subsidies, right? From the NBA and shit. The NBA. But more so, I'm talking about the game itself. Yeah. Like when you watch a like. Think about Kobe and LeBron and Dwayne Wade and the like Allen Iverson, the highlights. Yeah, we knew these, what Kobe and AI was from freshman. You like think about the highlights that they got in their yeah. career. The WNBA, like, the biggest highlight you can get is actually dunking the ball. I yeah. saw a joint the other day, it was like on Bleacher Report where it was a clip of like uh, so-and-so, oh, so-and-so dunked in the game. And the the girl, it wasn't even like a dunk. It was like she <laughs> laid it up and touched her. And people in the comments, like, it's bad over there. <laughs> like, this is that. And it's just like, yeah, like, if I want to watch a game with no dunks, I'll play my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be a basketball game. They got low the courts. Me and Dan Long, no dunks. All, <laughs> all, all below the rim. All, <laughs> all mid-range. <laughs> Backing down from the fucking check rock. <laughs> like, real shit. The best thing you're going to see in the WNBA, John, is like, you know, a cool-ass layup. 
and 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 pulling up from far. Or the girl is. I ain't gonna hold you. The girl is pretty entertaining. Uh, the the one of Kobe minions, the white girl. She in New York. Oh yeah, that's so um, yeah. Sabrina uh, Ionesco. Yeah. yeah, she's talented, but it's like she not about to go baseline and huff on nobody for the and one, and then do this. <laughs> like that's what you going for when you go to see professional sports. Is people do shit that you can't even fucking possibly. You ever see when they bring somebody out the stands and be like, you got thirty seconds to hit a three. That nigga don't ever hit that three. Ever. Nope. We don't have we don't have many games that we go to this year. When they bring the nigga out where he gotta hit the foul shot, the three-pointer, and then the half court. He missed the foul shot. <laughs> nigga ain't making past the foul <laughs> shot on three different occasions. Real shit. They booed the nigga back to his seat. <laughs> it's hard to do that shit. So it's like, yo, when you go and you watch a a, a, a regular, we've been watching regular men's basketball since it came about. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody here got a favorite player. Everybody, parents, my dad, my favorite player ever is Kobe and fucking Dirk. Then you look at my dad, his favorite player ever is Dr. J. He has a picture of Dr. J on the mantle with all the pictures of us. Right. Like, how you got all them statues? It's pictures on the joint. It's like me, my Uncle Frankie, my sisters, Dr. J, my Aunt Aline. It's like, Dr. J is not in our family. <laughs> That's his you guy. Respect the doctor in his you house. respect the doctor in his house. <laughs> Yo, you get into some trouble, get locked up. He moved Dr. J picture over <laughs> your shit over to that. Like, no. Like, my grandfather, you ask him who the best player ever, he tell you the dip. That's Will Chamberlain. The dip. No rap. The dip. My dad is a big Will Chamberlain fan, too. But Dr. J is guys like, you ask my dad who his favorite WNBA player, he's not going to be able to tell you somebody. Marshall Warfield. Like, just <laughs> anything. The biggest problem with the WNBA is not... Um, it's not the talent. It's not. Um, it's not the talent. It's not the players. It's not the coaching. It's not the infrastructure. None of that. It's the fact that these same people that come online and cry that and state that these women should be paid the same amount as NBA players don't support the game. That's the fucking thing that's holding them back because it's just like yo, if every single woman that cries and complains, or man, some men too that cry and complain that these women should be paid the same type of money. As NBA players attended games with any type of regularity, fifteen dollars. They could fix all of the fucking budgetary problems that they had because you sell more tickets, you sell more parking, you sell more merch. hot dogs, more merch, you sell more everything. It's like, yo, if they get a fifteen percent uptick in 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 business and economics, like every the supermax could go from two forty two hundred forty six thousand a year to five hundred thousand, and then so forth and so on. But it's like, yo, y'all won't even take the first step. Of supporting a game, but you'll just with under the banner of like women's rights and like being progressive, y'all will complain and advocate on their behalf, even though you don't support them your goddamn self. Right, and that's what's fucking holding the league back. I personally do think talent plays a little bit into it, just because on the flip side, the talent we see with the male, it's just it's so. Well, I mean, but out the men this. are bigger, faster, stronger. But that's what that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's it's not like uh. You know, or either that or they should lower the rims to eight feet and just turn it into a motherfucking NBA jam. They they actually like proposed that lowering the rim to nine feet, and it's just like I like I'm not really with that either. I don't know what I'm with <laughs> in the in the short. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So to wrap all of this up, to wrap all of this up, I'm I'm getting me and Kevin getting season tickets for the Sixers. <laughs> Shit, that, that's what I got. You know what I'm saying? Um. I think what it is is the fact that, perfect example, right? Dan is our cameraman, right? We hired Dan because we have a relationship with him. He's passionate about it, and it makes sense. If 
what did we do when we went to LA and Dan couldn't come? We hired Cora. Yeah, we hired Cora. Shout out Cora. Yeah, shout out Cora. She's uh, actually mentoring my brother. He's trying to get into photography. She mentored my brother's ass. Fantastic. Because y'all, you know, and she's really good at what she does. She's phenomenal at sound, editing, editing, all of that shit. But if if I had to take Cora to the park, you know what I'm saying? And play two on two against like Damian Lillard and fucking, you know, Nurkic, this shit gonna be a tough I need a I need a a solid wing defender. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. It's like People will make it seem like it's, it's it's one of those, like, hating on women or hating on... And it's like, no, 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 no. Get it understand. Like, a man and a woman could both be general managers of a company. Like, how they got women now that are in the, the, the coaching staffs and locker rooms and yeah. doing trainer work. And this all of that is great. But at the end of the day, LeBron on a fast break is way different than Shamika Holesclaw on a fast break. They're, they're just not even in the same realm of each other. And that's what you, you want to see. That's the reason we all walk around wearing Jordans. And that's the reason why we fucking cried when Kobe died or why everybody had braids when Allen Iverson was fucking popping. emotional attachment to the game. And, and, and this shit is larger than life. And the NBA has, like, we all hate David Stern. David Stern really propelled the NBA into another fucking place. It really did. It's just what it is, and they're there now. So it's like, yo, you got these larger-than-life figures who are out of this world when it comes to talent that when you see basketball in any other iteration, it almost doesn't make sense to your eyes. And I don't think that's hating or negative. I think that's just what it is. Like, think about when you go to a restaurant and you taste something from an immaculate chef. You go to the hood or go to the, 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 you know, the bitch that's selling salmon. You got to pick all the parsley off of it. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's. It different. That's a, di- it's just different. Yeah. Think about driving the Cullinan. You know what I'm saying? The Tiguan is nice until you drive the Cullinan. <laughs> this is just, that's the truth. So, you know, I just feel like the NBA, the, the, you know, the people that are going out there, they're, they're just astronomically talented. And, you know, there's nothing that can... So when people say, oh, why don't the WNBA get the support? It's just like, man, y'all, y'all don't... Y'all don't... Ain't nobody getting dunked on. Ain't nobody getting fucking embarrassed. Yeah, ain't nobody and, getting crossed up, falling on the, the floor, nothing. Oh, Sean Kemp dunked on the nigga and then pointed at the nigga <laughs> with two as you playing. Shaq fucking rolled off of uh, the one nigga, dunked on Chris Dudley oh. and pushed his ass yes. in the first row. <laughs> Chris Dudley got up and threw the ball at that nigga. <laughs> Patrick Ewan's ready to shoot Scotty. Dog, Pippen. dog, dog. And it's just, you know, the 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 talent level just it, there's nothing that can can be compared to, to you know, you just can't. You just really can't. So you know, and while I might like Dawn Staley is a absolute goddess. Like, no bullshit. Me and my dad seen Dawn Staley in the airport, and like, I like they had to stop me from being Joe, yeah. and they couldn't stop my dad. They, like, <laughs> basically, my mom and my sisters couldn't stop both of us. Yeah. So one of us was like, when they stopped me, he got loose. He had to leave. <laughs> my father was right over. He won't hey, Dawn. <laughs> we was hyping shit. We seen Dawn Staley. I mean, not the airport. We was at Springfield, uh, the shopping center down the street from the mall. Okay. My pop lost it at the airport. We seen Rick Mahorn. <laughs> that was when he went crazy. Big Rick, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like we seen Dawn Staley and we was both hype as shit. You know what I mean? And it's just, 
you know, but again, Dawn Staley comes from that era of women's basketball where it was like you had the that was like the golden era of like women's uh women's basketball. Think about how Cheryl Miller is looked at like a goddess, and we didn't even get to see Cheryl Miller really play because there yeah. was no WNBA. We just know she was the shit from whipping Reggie ass and destroying college the way right. she was doing it. Cheryl and Cheryl Miller stepped out of that. She was on Living Single. She was a broadcaster for the NBA, so it heightens your shit. Whereas, like, the NBA, the w, excuse me, the WNBA, they don't even have that. Where you have the, the out-of-the-basketball arena shit. Again, Jordan with the Jordans. Yeah, they had Skylar Diggins for a little bit. Then she married the boy, and then everybody was like, all right, that's enough of that. Yo, Skylar <laughs> Diggins was with The Rock, running around with Rock Chains and Rock Nation, all that shit. And it was like, oh, shit, we got one. And like you said, it's fucked up. But it's just like, yo. She got married, became a mom. And they was like, all right, who's next? Yeah. But y'all don't have the off-the-court shit that the NBA has where you have, like, uh, like I said, Jordan with the sneaks, LeBron with building the school, Allen Iverson with what he bought. Like, Allen Iverson really changed the whole entire culture of what it meant to be an NBA player to the point where everybody, like, niggas who didn't do anything, like, Jermaine O'Neal showed up with braids and big-ass earrings. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because of AI. Like, AI really fucked the whole game up. Y'all don't have a person like that who's a fat. Like, you know what y'all need? I'm going to keep it a buck. The WNBA needs a Shikari Richardson. No. I Real agree. shit. And I hate Shikari because she's it, generally annoying. Yeah. But you need somebody that's going to, like, they need, like, a like a Floyd Mayweather. You, you need a personality that's larger than, than the game. Yeah, that's that what that you Even need. if they lose, they still talk shit. Shikari Richardson gets <laughs> smoked, and you want to see what she on. She showed up at the last joint with a straight stripper outfit on. Like, a, a blatant that shit was fishnet everywhere. She actually won the joint. She raced in yeah. recently. And I said, I'm like, Shikari Richardson, if she can build her shit up to where she actually wins... She's going to be the biggest star in female track and field history just because she's a personality and she lit already. Everybody want to know what she's going to say. Right. So it's like if you could pull off some Flojo shit and actually that's what made Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather. He whipping ass and talking crazy and buying all this shit. Yep. And then he whoop your ass and then after the fight, he'd be like, I just want to say uh, thank you to my opponent. Yeah, he's a great, uh, he's, great, he's great humble He's guy. a humble champion. Yeah, yeah, real shit. Yeah, he, gave a tough, he gave me a tough go around. <laughs> he's a but, tough competitor. But that to me is what the WNBA needs. Y'all need figures who are larger than the game because the NBA has them. Yeah. The NBA has had them forever. We got motherfuckers who we love that never won shit. A la Allen Iverson. Charles Barkley. Patrick Ewan. Reggie Miller is on there. Get ready for your Kodak <laughs> moment every fucking game. Zion just got 200 after blowing through a sneak and playing six games. You understand what I'm saying? Like we got to pay him. Because he larger than the game. They asked for a trade four games into New Orleans. The season said this ain't going to work out. Yeah, this gumbo is ruining my life. <laughs> There's way too many beignets floating Duh. around. You know, I got to get up out of here. I had a po' boy for breakfast. <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here. But that's what the NBA is missing. Figures who are larger than the game. Because what the WNBA or the women's arena had back in the day, Lisa, Leslie, they were bigger than the actual sport. You had like 10 of them. You had like 10, 12 of them. Unfortunately, I think the game might have peaked too soon. And But then you see now, like I said, on a college level, it's as big as it's ever been. Look at what Dawn Staley, new one look at what Dawn Staley is doing on a collegiate level to where it's like she went to that school and turned it into a powerhouse. A powerhouse. Overnight. A powerhouse. Like four championships Dog. in a row. <laughs> she done took over what Gino was. Yep. Like real shit. But again, Dawn Staley larger than life. 
Don't silly pull up Louis everything on the side. Like she she know what she doing at all times. And like the 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 Prezi on. No, the new the new uh the new WNBA players, like they, there are none of them that are like name and face recognizable outside of, you know, being on the court with their jersey on yeah. and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. Like, so that's to me what they need. The WNBA needs a a Queen Latifah, a Shakari. Now, Queen Latifah didn't play no basketball, but that's what you need. You need a person who people can draw to and draw from. Or, or a Joanna man. <laughs> you, need, you need somebody. <laughs> you need some middle of the road. <laughs> you need some middle of the road nba <laughs> Hey, listen. Listen, hear me out. Listen. Miles Bridges. <laughs> hey, Listen. It's your chance, brother. It's your chance, bro. Changes. Yeah, Maisha Bridges. <laughs> it's your moment, my nigga. Yo, Joanna Van, one of the craziest movies ever. That nigga joined the, the WNBA when he got kicked out of the league. <laughs> they had no college transcripts or nothing. Just showed up. Just showed up from the country. Oh, it was open run? Yeah. Right, I'll be there. Dog, that's funny as shit. But yeah, that's what it's going to take for the WNBA to get there. Y'all need to really, really hone in on people who can be personalities that are yeah. larger than you gotta what's on the You got to do some star floor. building. Star building. Seriously. Yeah. And you look back on the NBA shit for like, think about Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq was a bona fide. Shaq was rapping with Biggie. Before any chips, any MVPs, right. all of that shit. Think about blue chips. Like how they Beyond built, the nil, like how they they had people running down the street in Algiers, Louisiana, <laughs> to get to where the fuck he was at, and then you see him just huffing on everybody playing basket. They had an inner tube as the rim. It's like shit like that, where it's like you build up the person before they. LeBron getting ninety mil before he walked on the court. Allen Iverson getting fifty before he walked on the court after coming from a fifteen-year jail sentence. Niggas be larger than the game before they Zion. Zion blew through the sneak in fucking college. That's larger than the game type shit. Don't got nothing to do with what you do on the floor. Yeah. That's just a bonus. Uh, my, my third suggestion is the young Muslim girl that got all the handles. They might just let her in the league right now. Yeah, she she <laughs> was on the uh, AM1 documentary. Yeah, just, shit, let, yeah. just let her in the league right now at 15. Just fuck it. Like, you don't got to go to college, none of that shit. Starting point guard for the uh, New when, York Liberty. When they showed her at the, on the joint, I'm like, oh, that's the Allah Iverson joint they was calling. Yeah, like... <laughs> That's what they was calling her, Ala Iverson and shit. And it's just like, yeah, like, but that's what you need. Somebody who's bigger than the actual on-floor shit. Where it's like, this is somebody we care about. Shit, I'll be honest with y'all. Teach uh, uh, Carisha and JT how to play basketball. <laughs> that shit, the NBW, that'd be the, the most lit shit. <laughs> that'd be the most lit shit Uzi ever. and Diddy at, at, at half court. Dog, that shit would be the most lit shit ever. But that's what you need. You need personalities. And that's what the WNBA, I mean, the... Uh, the NBA has tenfold, tenfold. Yep. Think about the NFL and when they like, like really blew the fuck up and became like America's thing. Like it was behind the, 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 the names. It was behind the steel curtain. Mean Joe Green. That nigga's name was Mean Joe. America's team. You know what I'm saying? Like the the whole 80s where you had niggas like LT. Lawrence Taylor saw the suburban in half <laughs> <laughs> on fucking uh 
any given so like you had niggas that was just large figures that it really don't even matter what I do on the fucking field yeah. or on the court. It's like they it's like damn, then you good on then top you of great it? on top of it. That's what's up. But it's like dog, Magic Johnson was Magic Johnson before he was Magic Johnson. He had already won high school. He had already won college. He came in and straight took them to the jaw. Then he became freak ball, wild out Magic Johnson, and it takes his celebrity through the fucking roof. Yeah. So that's what the WNBA needs, in my opinion. But I got nothing else. This was a great show, man. Um, again, anybody on Patreon, if you're having a little trouble migrating, man, you know, I'm going to put a post up on the Patreon. Yeah. Follow this path. Upgrade your tiers, man, so y'all get y'all content. Uh, like I Just said, hold it, Dan. We about to be done. Yeah, we uh, we going to uh, upgrading the tiers. We going to uh, five shows a month on the middle tier, ten shows a month on the um, on the VIP tier. So just be on the lookout for uh, you know, all the upcoming content throughout the month of July and then going forward. And then also we're gonna be announcing the VIP uh experience show for the end of this month. That's gonna be dropping uh probably this week. Mm-hmm. We'll be dropping that information this week once we, you know, finalize all the rest of these details, and that's gonna be that. Um, y'all know how our private shows are, man. You know, everything all inclusive. We're gonna make this shit super dope. And this time we got hookah. Hookah. So, um, yeah, man, as usual, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. Everybody on YouTube, make sure y'all uh, hit the subscribe button. Smash the like button. Uh, so, you know, and make sure y'all leave a comment so we can hit the algorithm and start, you know, circulating some of this content. If y'all haven't yet, go watch the Tyron Bars interview. Go watch the uh, interview with uh, Herman Kev, the uh, Life Hack episode, uh, Barb. Interview, Ron interview, Roz interview, talking about, you know, the keys of sports betting, DJ A Boogie, all these different, you know, cool, uh, super successful people that we've talked to, you know, over the past few months, man. Make sure y'all check all of them Jones out, the tour interview. Make sure y'all check all of them Jones out, man, and, um, you know, share the content, leave us some feedback. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Realist Podcast, ever. We out. Out. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.